I hadn't listened to the Frank Ocean Blonde album in a while. Mm-hmm. And on the outro, Frank said one of the sickest bars I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it made me Wait, feel which uncomfortable. Album? The Blonde. Blonde okay. album. His last one. Okay. He said on his outro, I don't fuck bitches anymore, but your bitch my exception. Get out of my four door. <laughs> wow. Can we talk about how sick that shit is? <laughs> Imagine about? a gay or bisexual guy coming up to you and saying, yo, I don't fuck bitches, <laughs> but I'm going to fuck yours. <laughs> and now get out. Why was I <laughs> now, now come get your chick out my four door. I like that though. Because it's kind of like, it's letting you know, like, I really don't like your girl, but, but I, I just know I can. Yeah. And I, I dislike you that much. <laughs> yeah. That I'm That's savage. Like a gay man is going to take your girl. And he said it so tenderly. Yeah. I was like, he definitely made love to her too. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an aggressive tone. No, no, he, no. He, he, t- he took care of my he bitch. He loved to her soul. Boy. Listen, man. He talked to her and ran his fingers through her hair. Yo, I would have, I would have been sick. But that's the that's the skill of an R and B, fucking fucking your girl. Yeah, it's like they they go like that's the old R and B though. Like this new R and B shit is like Pink way saying, too aggressive. Pink is saying he doesn't fuck other people. No, girls. no, I'm agreeing that like I definitely don't. I know like, my I'm, girls I'm, right here. I'm aware. She already threatened you about the Harlem <laughs> she already like, comment off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, oh, she not playing with you. <laughs> no, but he was a virgin when he met you. Exactly, hundred percent. You guys, guy. I like listen, that. man. I'm How tough you. is it being in a relationship as an R and B? Do you, okay, first of all, do you classify yourself as an R&B artist or are you just an artist? I feel like, I sound cocky when I say it, but who cares? I'm a real artist. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, and I'm a real creative, I'll say, because I didn't come into the game being an artist. Mm-hmm. I came into the game being a songwriter. So okay. I don't really consider myself any genre. I feel like I'm just a rare person. Like, I can just make any whatever I want to make. Like, Stevie Wonder is one of my favorites. He's not really a genre. Because he's black, he's in a genre. Mm-hmm. But if he was anybody else, he'd just be great. And because he was signed to Motown. <laughs> yeah. He get it. Like, but, yeah. but then what, because Maud asked a question when we were off mic, what make, can an R&B record get popular and become a pop record? It can. And it has. And it has happened. But it's it's key things that make something popular. And I think pop is just a general word for popular, obviously, we know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sonically historically like music lives within everybody so that's why when you hear certain stuff you might never heard a song that sound like it but your grandpa did yeah your dad did Mm -hmm. so it's like certain things that just naturally are easy listening but i think like with more like nerdy music people they can tell the difference off fucking synths and certain notes of what oh that's a pop structure record it sounds like a pop record and while that never really mattered before now I feel like everything's algorithm-based, genre-based, playlist-based. So you do have to classify what your record is to get it to the demographic you want to get it to. Because bl- we just talked though? about Blonde. Blonde is labeled a pop album on Apple Music right now. Mm-hmm. Now, though. What, I don't know what it was Do we when, know the, the history time. of when it came out? What was it called? That's what I'm saying. Like You got to kind of prove yourself. Typically, as a black artist, you have to prove yourself to be popular. That's kind of weird to me. But even then, it was lie. like... All right, we were talking about 50 earlier. Let's not even make it R&B. If mm-hmm. Get Rich or Die Trying comes out in the streaming era, mm. is it a hip-hop rap album and then we have to change it to a pop album because it became the biggest album of the decade? There's nothing the about decade? that first album that Okay, but pop. to me, there's nothing, nothing, about, there's nothing pop. Music Mass pop. relatability, though. Cause like, Name gangsta- one pop record on Blonde. Well, I don't agree. I think yeah. it's just good. But see, it can be pop only because it was popular. But even then... 
what is really popular. That's like, I ain't gonna lie, like Frank Ocean is a lot of people that don't know Frank Ocean. For sure. It's a difference. Now, mind you, I'm a per- I make music. I know of Frank Ocean. Mm. So I would say that he's popular. I didn't always know his music. But when I found his music, I'm like, oh, this is fire. But as a writer, I'm like, this doesn't appeal to everybody. Like, it just doesn't. Mm. Like, my little sister don't listen to Frank Ocean, but she listened to BTS. Mm. She listened to Olivia Rodrigo. Like, it's just certain things that is mass relatability. Where yeah. I think that's what really makes it pop. But do you think that's... As someone that approaches things from an R&B perspective and a pop perspective, when you get down to the science of music, has that uh, crippled or helped you when it came to getting your music out there and pitching it to DSPs and shit? Like, this is a pop artist because he's been on pop songs, yet most of his catalog would be classified as R&B. That's a great question, bro. Honestly, I've been confused because I never felt like I was making traditional R&B. Like, Nobody ever said that to me until it was out. Yeah. Like, so I never think, I'm thinking like, R&B. All right, cool. Like, that's what y'all gonna put me in. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm starting, I'm like, oh, obviously, like literally an older black lady walked up to me. This is like the first time I did a radio thing. And she walked up to me at almost like how my grandma would be. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, I thought you was white. That's literally she said that in my really? ear. She literally said, she hugged me. She said, I love your music. She said, I want to say something. I honestly thought you was a white boy when I heard your mm-hmm. voice and like the song. Cause it's not typical. Certain things are not typical. Like when I my first song was honesty. That's no beat. Black men it's, aren't honest. You said so that. Probably, I, I, Black History Month. I, I, <laughs> no, if you want to do Black History Month. Why did I look at you? Why did I look at you? Then I got nervous. No, if we're going to do Black History Month, we just going to be honest. I'm going to it. Black men ain't honest. He's like, yeah. That would have been funny. She heard honesty. She was like, no, this ain't no black guy. Not for everybody outside this room. Yeah. No, honesty is real, though, because one, cliche-wise and socially, we are programmed to think of everybody a certain way. Unless you're from certain places in the world you're still affected by, and even then, you're still affected by perception, like mm-hmm. what people say you're supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Because one, it's a natural mechanism to protect yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, if someone's wearing a, fr- a freaking trench coat in the summer, your brain's going to say, I'm going to go to the a normal person. Yeah. I don't need to walk on his side of the street. Something right. It's a, he's weird. It's yeah. too hot. He's sweating. Yeah. He got what's under the trench coat. Yeah. So I, I, I don't completely disagree with stereotypes because prejudice is a part of human nature. But I do think that if people didn't see me, I know I probably would have been way richer and my music would have been way more heard. Even why, though I, why you say that though? Because I feel like I see it happen every day. Like, if a white artist comes out... All right, think about it like this. How do you usually find black music? It's the the journey of discovery, right? Mm. It's like, oh, this person blew up or they had a moment on the internet already. Mm -hmm. So with no label, no nothing, Pink Sweats is making bags off of R&B. Nobody's getting independent money at that time, for Mm. real. Maybe Daniel Caesar... And like Brent Fires, that's like three people. Yeah. I just jumped into that pile. Mm-hmm. Now you put me into a pile that says your cap is here. Whereas in the same time, Bozzy mm-hmm. came out. I don't know how Bozzy <coughs> came out. And I yeah. like Bozzy, actually. I know him. Mm-hmm. Good person. But 
I see the benefits of like the system for sure. And when you're pop, that literally take the word away. Your bag is different. Like mm. period. The bag, the pop bag versus like what you would say an R and B bag is. It's never comparable. Like it's always like dang. Like you can go and do like I'm R and B, but technically to the world because I'm an international artist. People look at me still as R and B pop. So yeah. I can do brand deals literally in the world, like outside of America, and people like put his face on this or do that. But for a lot of R and B acts, that's hard to do because it's like a lot of the world doesn't co-sign American culture, drugs, sure. sex, mm-hmm. things. They're very protective of their societies. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, we don't need to hear that. So that's why rap is not really international like that. It's very regional. Yeah. It's like 50 cents hot in America, and he's he's one of the people who actually one got to feel, go international, yeah. but that's not normal for to sure. Be like, you know, in Germany, you got German rap, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. The bag that's what changes the game. The bag you get, the pop bag is, is and a lot then, different, and a, a lot of white artists are able to be pop artists and then dabble into the R&B when it's beneficial to them, yeah. and then be able to go back to the pop bag when it's time. Hundred percent, and, and, and I won't say no names because I know it's your man. But uh, Justin has oh, has maximized his life with the ability to stay a pop innocent guy and still go into R and B and do fuck but shit. But is it pop when innocence? <laughs> I'm not even defending him because I know him. Mm. I'm really think just it's kind of like the flip side of where I'm sitting. Yeah, they know that they grew up on R and B. They think that it's cool. They want to do it. But simultaneously, the industry is constantly pushing them. Oh, that's for them. You don't need to do that. This is where the money is. I'm not. I'm not particularly attacking but Justin, Justin Bieber personally. He I'm saying this the system that Justin in. is in. It was, it was, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, see, I'm not saying Justin is the one that concocted uh, an institution that's been around. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like <laughs> forever. But for most white people, though, they adore the cultural things that we create. As far as black people, it's for like, sure. yo. Rap is edgy, it's different, it's rebel. It's like, oh man, but you don't really want to be about that though. And to mm. me, that's the problem when it's like you championing something that possibly is influencing the kids who look like that person. Yeah. When you're in your suburban safe neighborhood, mm-hmm. talking about he's not that gangster. Yeah, of it's course. Like, Those are the only people that are you. saying it. <laughs> like, who are you talking about? Like, I mean, but all of this comes from black culture, right? Music is a black. Thing. The creation. Yeah. I feel like because there's actually a study. I cannot remember the name of the book, but there's a guy he correlates traumatic experiences mm-hmm. to the ability to create. Because I guess the idea is that if you don't have a box confining you, what are you creating your way out of? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why a lot of people be like, "Oh, he's a poser." Like we see some like rich white kid who mm-hmm. want to rap. It's like yeah. that's what that idea comes from. It's because like you ain't been through nothing. Mm-hmm. What do you really? Go get a regular job. Mm-hmm. You are privileged enough to do that. So I don't agree with it, but I think it plays to the human psyche where it's like, what are you creating your way out of? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? For sure. And even if you haven't been through traumatic experiences, that's why movies and music and are entertainment. It's entertaining to hear and watch traumatic experiences, especially if you didn't go through them. It's yeah, like I can sit, yeah, I can sit right, outside right. and, and watch what seems entertaining. Factor. And then you're really sitting there like, no, no, no this person actually, this happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> I this agree. isn't entertainment. Mm-hmm. But but think about it. Culturally, people don't... They don't realize, like, yo, this could be any person. It's not just that person. Sure. They're, like, if 50 Cent's story is, yo, I got shot nine times, 
that could be any kid in his borough sure. grew up where he's from. And I think, like, people don't really realize and make that connection that, like, yo, like, he's really kind of, it's not, he's not celebrating. He's just telling his story. Mm. But we're celebrating that he's been through all this trauma. And, like, we hope that we one day he lands back there. Yeah. Low key, it's like, that's the good story. It's like, oh, he made it. Mm-hmm. Wonder when he'll fall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wonder when he'll be back there. Or or he won't be back there anytime. No, he definitely <laughs> won't. But I'm saying like the like how people yeah. think. They always hate to see you go up. It's oh, the rise and sure. the fall, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they want you to fall. Well, because they feel like a part of it, whether they live that experience or not, they feel like a part of it in the beginning and they feel attached to it because they were there in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. it's the same thing once Jay started talking about too much money. People were like, well, I can't relate to this. And yeah. in my head, I'm like, you also couldn't relate you to him relate selling to him drugs neither. either. You just like that talk better <laughs> because money is something you can actually attain and you yeah. feel insecure about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The drug dealing thing you knew you couldn't do, so you don't mind just listening 100%. to it as entertainment. But that, that's, I feel like, do you think that's just a rap specific thing? Because R&B artists, not, I think R&B has definitely shifted out of solely being about love. R&B is about R&B everything. Is can can R&B corny. artists become unrelatable? No, it's corny right now because I'm going to say this. It's not dead. I, I used to say that back like when I first started. I'm like, oh, R&B is kind of dead. It's like, it's not dead. It it's so many people that make quality, mm. quality R&B. Like people that we know and people that we don't know. I just think pop culture wise, singers always made the vibes, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's just always like... Everybody's favorite rapper listens and learned from a motherfucker that was singing. Mm-hmm. Like, but now it's like we as a whole, not me, but like we as a whole in R and B, everybody's mimicking rap now, which is kind of like is some good songs come out of it, but for the whole part, it's kind of like, well, where where are the creators? Where are the people that's gonna start the next wave mm-hmm. and influence the rappers? Like Drake is Drake. Cause he embraces that that piece of like, mm. yo, I really like R and B. Like he probably put on like, mm, it's not that many huge R and B artists, but out of like four male singers, if there even are four big males R and B singers, he probably put on two. Like he's just that guy. He's plugged mm. in to the point where he knows my ability to create people who can sing. And give them a space, some kind of way always gonna connect back to me. Cause when somebody look at them, they're gonna be like, Oh yeah, Drake signed Drake co-signed bull. Like he official because he know music. Mm-hmm. Most rappers don't even know music. It's almost impossible, I think, for rappers to be successful and not like like R and B. I think all of us grew up in a household where that's what we heard. That was 100%. like our introduction to music, gospel and R and B. Every sample that we love on every rap record right. is an R and B record. In the water nineties out. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Like, shout out to the people getting their money. But I'm sick of hearing the same sample. Oh no, no, listen. I, like, I, I can't stand that shit. Do something else. But yeah. you understand why. That's, that's probably the greatest era of music. It's just though. the same beat. <laughs> but it's, still, it's, 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 it's probably the, the best era music wise, the nineties. I think we it's got subjective. some of the best music that we've ever gotten. Yeah, hey, I think I think that's subjective. It's, you can make a good case. Uh, all it around, the, it ain't the early two thousands. We know that. No, I mean I love the early two thousands. I wouldn't put it number one. Definitely not number one. But like, if you get into the seventies from an R and B perspective, is crazy. But if you're saying all music in general with the nineties between rap, rap R and B, alternative, everything, maybe you could make yeah, it's the greatest a case. Era of music. I don't know about the greatest era. I think it was just monumental moment 
sound wise things started to really change and be accessible for like producers to make certain textures and like i think it was just monumental but when i listen to stevie wonder i'm like man y'all got me chopped like you not touching stevie wonder so he's even now i feel like the 80s is probably the most Bro. taken from right now as far as sounds and electronics descent sound yeah is is definitely 80s shit mm-hmm. and gospel because sure. a lot of people didn't grow up in church i did Mad singers uh, peace, peace be with coming you. out of church, bro, mm-hmm. and it really was just bringing the church to the stage, right? Like I even kind of do that sometimes, where it's like when you singing and like uh, riffing and stuff, that's church. Like mm-hmm. so, it's like when people like, oh, he can sing, she can sing. You really bought like it's a whole vibe. You just taking it from this space and saying, I'm gonna put it here and I'm gonna put a little twist on it, but like. Bro, like, mad singers looked up to gospel artists. Or, or like, started there, too. Like, Whitney Houston, her favorite artist was, like, the Winans. Mm-hmm. They're, like, a, you know, gospel royalty. So, like, when you think about that era, it was a vibe. Like, mm-hmm. gospel was everything. And gospel, the one thing, I'm going to shout out gospel, everybody, because gospel not really a genre. When you get into it, mm-hmm. it's everything. Like, mm-hmm. they got yeah. gospel songs that sound like rock songs. They got gospel songs that sound like country songs, mm-hmm. gospel songs that sound like whatever you think gospel is. It's everything. And I feel like that's well, why. Well, that's because God is everywhere. Wow. You deep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just dropped the bar. <laughs> he said, why he did it like he God meditated is, this morning, too. All the time. Like, All, the time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Yo, look, look to your neighbor. <laughs> All around say, hey, us. say, hey, neighbor. <laughs> that was always awful. <laughs> Every time. Like, I don't, I don't know, know this nigga, man. <laughs> Looking at him in his eyes, talking about. <laughs> li- in white churches, we we had to shake hands. It was even nastier. Oh, yeah. oh that was pre COVID. Yeah, yeah, that, sure. that, really, that was too much. And no, well, that was the least the handsiness that happened here. The peace be with you handshake was like, oh, thank God, some consensual <laughs> shit above the waist. Um, but the first, speaking of gospel shit, the first time I saw you perform live was at Made in America, 2018, 17. I forgot when it was. And. I, I knew you had played instruments, but I didn't know you did it part of your live show. You go from yeah. singing to go play the drums. And honestly, the first first thing I thought when you got on the drums was, oh, he grew up in the church. Yep. He drums like he was <laughs> in the church band. And I mean yeah. that in a good way, because yeah. the drummer at church is always it's like, he should be uh, in a band, <laughs> like now, <laughs> yeah. on stage. You could tell he's being held back. Word. He really wants to let <laughs> yeah. loose. Yeah. The Lord should let him go. Yeah, he wants to let loose up there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone pay his time yeah. to it's get the same to the studio. Stand. Same snail on every song. He's sitting there like, oh my God, I want to have a solo so bad right now. <laughs> my brother used to hate that. My brother played keys mm-hmm. and I'll play the drums. And like when I start snapping, he'd be like, this, this is him, like his head is this way. And he goes, he, he want to get off. He really yeah. can't. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's like a church thing. Like keyboard players always sun in the brother, like the drummer. But funny thing, my brother's younger. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like I'm getting sunned by my younger, younger brother because yeah. he playing the keys. And he like, Oh was you uh, were you ever nervous like before you got into like the crazy part of the record? You could you could really see the first front row catching the Holy Ghost, and you could see the tears coming down, their eyes is closed. Do you ever just want to start going nuts and fucking day, fuck up their religious experience? Nah, like I, what I'll do is I always try to amp people up. That was mm. my thing. I'm like. Like yeah. all the drummers out there, that's they the all same, know what that is. That right yeah. there, uh-huh. that just made it sound for more money. They start shooting exactly. the plates around. Yeah. I wanted to amp people up. Pastor like, was like, "The Lord is telling me there's twenty more dollars out there." Hey, yo, Pink, 
$20.50 to be exact. I, listen, you know how sick that was? Because I, after I went to Catholic church, um, when I went to Did college. Did y'all take tithes at Catholic church? Of course. Yeah, they, we dudes, don't y'all? Yeah, and we just put it in an envelope. No, they come around with the, the bread basket yeah. and they be leaning over. Like making sure they get yo, all. Yo, black it. churches do this thing. <laughs> you be like, yo, let me get changed. <laughs> like you got, you got a twenty Asking for change at church. <laughs> yo, you know how crazy that is. Yo, can I get some change? What? Yeah, so, church. I need change. That's for the Lord. Just give it to You got the twenty him. in your hand. So you got my, the twenty. Like, let me get ten back. Yeah, yeah. He like, <laughs> he going his own pocket again. Let me see what I got. My, my church used to send. They would mail envelopes like for each oh, yo, week. Wow. That's, this is all Catholic churches mm-hmm. where like they would put the week and then you put the money in and bring it to church. My mother would throw that envelope out and in the middle of church say, no, you don't know how much money I gave you. <laughs> Everyone's going to see. I'm not hiding this in this envelope. No, no, no. You can't. You it's a social know. thing though. You know what I mean? You want to feel like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, for sure. Given. And, and I went to a bunch of different denominations in Christianity after um, I left high school just because I was curious about religion. I've been in weird Catholic shit for a while. And when I say, when that pastor used to say, the Lord is telling me there's another $20 in there. Mind you, I've been begging for 19 years for the Lord to say anything to me. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, he's just he's telling like, this dude there's $20 in the crowd. He just, <laughs> I've he been just begging for a sign forever. Meanwhile, he's texting the Lord like, yo, the person in the back row, you got a that's dub. $20. He's got a for you, for sure. For sure. Yo, the way you just said that, I can see like your young self being so lost. Fair. I was in North New Jersey like, what the fuck? Talk to me, Lord. I'm Yo, right next to him. I, I can relate, though. I ain't gonna lie. When they talk about money, I'm like, well, God ain't telling you I need $20. Was, was your family Help. super, super religious? Oh, yeah. They deep. Like, they super deep. Like, my whole family's past. You still go to church? Not right now. I'm really not into church. Not because of anything, but just because of my COVID. lifestyle. Yeah. COVID is the excuse like, for everything. Fine. No, no, just for real. I actually just seen my pastor yesterday. Well, I was at my cousin's basketball game. Like, I'm okay. still cool with people, mm-hmm. but it's like just schedule wise, I like to kind of be consistent because nowadays yeah. the way church is kind of like school, low key. Mm-hmm. Like, they be like, all right, this this month the message is about being a good person. So and if then, I miss one week, I'm, 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 I gotta play catch on. up. Yeah, God don't love especially, you. If you miss a week. Especially, especially <laughs> when you're being a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, you funny. Yeah. <laughs> so looking at your style um, and listening to your music, it was one artist that I always think about is CeeLo. Oh, CeeLo. Yeah. CeeLo, to me, he popped. Cause his his music was gospel. He's mass appeal. He's hip hop. He's hip hop too. Well, I mean, very much. When I say pop, when I'm using the word pop, I mean just popular sound. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever he does, (laughs) he's figured out uh, a formula to make it palatable, Mm -hmm. in the perfect way. Cause Gnarls Bark. That's weird. Cause CeeLo's hip hop and Danger Mouse to me is hip hop. Also electronic blends in a lot of genres. But Mm -hmm. Gnarls Barkley is a pop act to me. They make pop music. Yeah, CeeLo's very good at, like, adapting. Like, that's yeah. something that I noticed with his career, like, at least when I was, like, super a fan. Um, he was definitely good at blending. And I feel like that's a good sign of for artists to, like, know when you can be a, a true creative doesn't have a box. Mm-hmm. And most people in the industry are not as creative as people think they are. Mm-hmm. They're just artists. Yeah. And there's no diss to artists because that's still an ecosystem there. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to be a special space for the raw creative people who are like, 
I'm a sponge. Like if I sit with this person, mm-hmm. I will absorb everything and I'll be able to do this better than them. Mm-hmm. Like this. But some yeah. people is it's like algebra. Like I'm not I don't know algebra. I went to a hood school. I mm-hmm. we ain't learned that. It was fighting. Yeah. So I missed that. They was fighting but during if algebra. you ask me <laughs> no, no child left behind to program. figure something out in life, mm. I'm gonna figure it out. Like I'm like, oh, how do I get from here to here? I'm gonna figure it out because that's just how my brain works. But with algebra, it's start. I'm like, because uh. <laughs> that's more of a structure than it is a feeling. Exactly. And I think you're probably more passionate about music than you are with solving for X. But yeah. no, a lot of artists, a lot of artists are solving. For X. A lot. Listen, I can't do my own taxes, but I'm not solve for X and do long division. <laughs> uh, a lot of artists are just news anchors. They're just yeah. good at delivering shit. Like, here you yeah. go. Here's mm-hmm. the script. Here's the video behind you. You yeah. look good, and you can talk really well, and you can deliver this sentence better than the person that wrote it. So here you go. And then they get all the credit as if this news anchor is the leader of our country. <laughs> but it's, This it's, person represents yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's like, wait the fuck? It's but like, that's because you... He's it's, good at it's reading. It's weird now. You almost... You know, it's tough if you're an artist now that doesn't want to chase the current sound and what's going on if you want to rebel and it seems easy to me i'm getting yeah. it. i'm living no i mean <laughs> absolutely i get what you mean but it's still like you know when artists come in the game now they expect them to kind of just fall in line and follow suit of what's going on i would i'll I, I, i'll say the industry makes everything harder because the industry is like it's like we just talking about algebra it's a system so like being a creative person, you fight your whole life trying to, like, make your own way. Then mm-hmm. let's just say you get lucky by chance. You make your own way. Yeah. The world chooses you. Spotify says the numbers are saying people like you. Then mm-hmm. you go to a label. And it's like, welcome to our system. Yeah. We mm-hmm. have a box for you now. Exactly. You're no longer this free spirit. We're going to box you up and lock it. And we'll visit you and tell you what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's weird. And not cater it to you or tailor it to you like hey this system worked for cardi b so it's definitely gonna work for pink sweats and right. it's like wait hold on yeah. <laughs> we different people different right. scenarios you're just going off what's worked the best for you and every single artist and is i can't different. punch you in the face if you're wrong to me that's weird <laughs> that you can't hit somebody that's a bar though well no i'm just saying like in in real life it's tough already. Like the statistics on making it as an artist is crazy. Like I think nobody should do this shit. Like, yeah, for real. Like, not nobody a, chase your dreams. No, no, it's not about dreams. I think a lot of artists, we one, we not transparent. Like, it's really hard. And I feel like for people, like if you watching this right now, if you question yourself to an unhealthy level, when you're always like asking people their opinions, you probably ain't built for this because. Nine times out of ten, by the time you get where you're going, you done, you lost yourself. For sure. Like, somebody's running you. Like, mm-hmm. you might start getting the money, but you'll never feel fulfilled, which yourself. is what every creative wants. You mm-hmm. want a fulfillment. Now, money is dope, but, like, if I got a billion dollars, yeah, I can literally be like, oh, yeah, I'm good. But I know what it feels like to get money you never thought you would get mm-hmm. and be like... I'm not doing what I want to do, though. Exactly. What's the not point happy. of having all There's no, no fulfillment in it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. need that fulfillment. I feel like a lot of people, we, we, uh, we as a, like a society, man, it's, it's sad because everybody thinks that music is their dream. And the sad part is probably because of rap, because they see some kid 
mm-hmm. tell you on an interview 30 times, I'm not really no rapper. Yeah, I'm not course. no rapper, but you're rapping. I've mm. been a millionaire in the streets. Then why yeah. did you All right, start so why did you start rapping? <laughs> why? Because why? to be an artist is low-key kind of like very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're going to go up there and people can possibly not like you. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a street person, I would think you wouldn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I would that's what I'm a square. I barely mm-hmm. sometimes want to do it. So as a person who used to apparently shooting people and getting away with crimes, I don't think I could if I was in that life, I don't think I could take rejections at that level. Mm-hmm. So I, why do that? I, I think the risk is actually probably across the board the same as far as criminals being successful and not being harmed or going to jail is the same way an artist not becoming broke and mentally ill. By the yeah. disappointment. I think it's the same it's risk across the board. It's kind of the same, but I think people in art, I'm like, man, this era is crazy. People don't desire balance. They just want no. what they want. Like, I, bro, I made a lot of money, and I still was playing drums at church. Yeah. Because I didn't even, I wasn't realizing, like, oh, I got bread. Mm. I'm just showing up to whatever side jobs I was doing. I was still doing them because in my head, I just love creating. Yeah. Mm. So as long as I can have the balance I'm surviving. Like, my soul is fulfilled, everything. But now everybody's just like, well, I don't want to work a job because that's going to kill my... It's like, so you want to be poor? You yeah. want to have no money? Just go work at McDonald's. They paying like $20 an hour right now. Mm. I'm like, when they get to 30, I'm getting a job. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I need that's an That's a insurance. perception thing, too. Especially artists, well, especially the, the fake artists that just want to do it because it's profitable. They can't be seen working at McDonald's when they're trying to front, like they're this person you gotta feel it but that's that builds creativity all of that stuff like i remember aren't creative the ones that we're talking about the ones that are just doing it because it's for the bag yeah which is no disc get your money but my thing is those people end up being the ones who have the most influence a lot of times because it looks fun it's like man he said he's not even a rapper he's doing it like i can do it too that's maul and hove's fault but (laughs) <laughs> that's that's his whole family's fault to be quite honest how many of these artists now that you see I'm a hustler uh, just so happens I know how to rap <laughs> nah we let Hove get that off yo no but Hove really was about his craft that though. was fine cause Hove was at that time one of the greatest rappers already but, yeah but he was about it though yeah, like yeah. he wasn't really trying to be in the streets for oh, real no, no for more sure. it's like no I'm about to be the best at this like mm-hmm. a lot of people be just like they not really trying to be the best rapper they just trying to get the most money which is if that's your mentality that's dope but like I said, they end up being the most influential. Yeah. Because it, the appeal is fire. Like, even me, sometimes I'll be like, dang, like, I'm not really no singer. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if that's what it takes for people to be like, I can do that too, then I but, feel like I should say that too then. I think that's kind of the yin and yang with, like, flooding the block with bullshit. Because you, you could look at it this way. Mm. It becomes way harder when everyone is trying to do the same thing to get through the fucking mess. But if you're actually unique and different, I feel like it kind of catapults you. Like, mm. listen, whatever your actual opinion on Giveon is, as what far is your as, opinion on Giveon? Well, I feel like, one, I think he can sing. I like his voice. It's unique. But I also think that we will never know how dope someone is really when they've been co-signed by the great. We really don't know. We don't mm. know if we would have chose this voice or this artist if we stumbled upon them. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard to tell. 
Cause I I know I'm 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 brainwashed. If Drake said it, I'ma listen to it and I'm already keen to, to like it. it. Yeah. No, like, even no, if I really sure. don't. But a lot of times and even with I think the industry plant shit, and I'm not saying Giveon is or is not one, gets misconstrued because why I think like Giveon musically, and I think he would admit this too, hasn't done anything unique. But his voice and his writing is unique. So he stands out amongst the people doing those same synths and those same mm. sad uh whisper. R&B type of beats and he's not whispering on them he has a unique voice he's saying something that we can relate to so that's to me why he shined so quickly was because he was working in a sea of artists that aren't really artists trying to do the exact same sound he just did it better like all that stuff you just said sounded really nice okay but you're skipping over drake like it's drake bro. you think but you <laughs> like, think you going straight to that but like, you no, think giveon you think giveon got the drake stimulus plan in that regard because i don't think that everyone thought that was sanford everyone's like oh thank god drake is back with exactly Stanford. and it was a drake freestyle that he didn't even put much behind it was a great freestyle and a great record and it was a moment as any drake song is but but if you think it's someone that else that he already put on you're already giving it a chance. This oh, is my, sure. my thing is about attention in this business because that's what it really is. It's about attention. Mm. This is a big ups to Drake and it's not a diss to give you, but it's just a perspective. I think that genuinely it's easy to cultivate a listening audience when someone that big who has a record of stamping people, he stamps you. So we really don't have a clear view of an artist. We don't even know. Mm. We don't know. That's that's where I actually completely disagree because there's more pressure and yeah, I can, he could have been a trash. We're not talking no, about no, pressure. But I, but I, we I can totally saying, understand. I can totally understand because I'm similar to you in career wise of like maybe you don't get the crazy cosign. You literally have to do everything on your own to get through. You didn't know nobody. You just had to do the shit on your own and then you see someone get a look by the biggest artist in the world and you're like alright man. Like that, Who I definitely want the look from. Exactly. But we've seen um, what's what's uh, going up on the Tuesdays. What's old boy's name? And I, I don't I don't want to shit on McConan or anything, but I mm -hmm. do want to make the example that people have gotten the Drake stimulus plan on a huge record, mm. but could not follow up. So did it did not matter. That's what I'm saying. He, what that, album no, but, has he but that's what I'm saying. So yes, Migos got the Versace look. Granted, Migos was popping in a certain yeah, other, yeah. but they got the Versace stimulus plan and went crazy. But then they had Fight Night, and mm -hmm. then they had. But Culture that's one. what then I'm saying. Had, we don't give know. And then went after that to Heartbreak Anniversary. It was like, no, oh, this is a real after, artist. We can't say after that because that was kind of in the same window. Yeah, he was just right prepared. Time. Shout mm. out to him because when, you, when you're not prepared for your opportunity, you miss it. He sure. was prepared. And if he wasn't, he got prepared real fast. And that catapults the situation. Oh, and I, I think agree. that we really don't know. And that's what any artist, that's me, that's anybody. I've even mm. looked at myself like that. I had honesty. That's one song. I'm like, like Drake say, do it again. Then I had a bigger song. Mm -hmm. So I'm on, I'm just trying to keep leveling up. But mind you, I don't have that cosign. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it will make sense for how I write the kind I of music I make. So that's, it's a whole thing there. But when it comes to R&B, I think the biggest win and disadvantage is that it seems as though to get to a given level, is mm -hmm. that someone that's not a singer has to co-sign you. That's weird to me. But R&B co-signs mm. aren't really a thing. Do you think... Why, though? They should be. Well, I should be standing uh, next... Hmm. I should be standing That's an interesting next. combo. Anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you look at rap, shout out to... Like, even though I make jokes and, like, 
I say like, oh, everybody's a gangster. Like, I'm not no gangster. I don't prescribe to that. I don't mm. really listen to that kind of music. But when I do, it's turn up time. It's lit. But I also am aware that it's kids from where I'm from who think just like how I was thinking. The person you see right here, I wanted to be a shooter. Like, I'm, I held my first gun when I was five. Mm. Somebody, some stupid dude came on the block showing off his gun. Should have like, been in church. Look at this. And it's like, I should have been in church. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, the environment you're in can, yeah. can, like, drastically affect your mentality. So when I was that young, I think about kids like that because I made it out. A lot of kids not going to make it out. So mm. they're going to hear this rap stuff. And subconsciously it's telling them, well, if he did it, I can do it. So all I got to do is sell drugs because I got to get validity. I don't want people to think I'm not cool. So even if I'm not hard, I got to at least pretend for some point to mm. get the validity that da, da, yeah. da, and then follow that track. So with R&B, back to that point, what I think is you could co-sign anybody. As long as you got some sort of platform, I feel like it's your duty at this phase in the game you you gotta do it like the rappers are just running circles around one everybody even the pop artists they run in circles because when they come on this my young bull mm. this my little brother they, they don't even matter how good that person is they don't care mm -hmm. they standing next to that person so that they can create an economy in their system and then you get to 10 years later you got whole squads you got young thug you got gunner you got people like little baby Migo. everybody just yo when you put out an album we promoting it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you sign to me. I don't, you my mans. We mm -hmm. from the same city, same area, whatever their connection is. R&B ain't like that. When I dropped my project just recently, Gavian didn't post it. Khalid didn't post it. Uh, like Brent Fires. I mind you, I don't know these people and I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying, saying it, the it, energy yeah, is yeah, different. It's different than rap. It's so different. It's like, I don't have to listen to Brent Fires music, even though I do. Mm -hmm. If he's R&B at the point where I'm at in my mind, I'm posting you, bro. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If, as long as I know the project came out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I don't know, I don't know. And maybe that could be the case for a lot of people. But we don't support each other. And like uh, I was talking to somebody. Uh, he's an OG. And he was like, what y'all scared? Yeah, somebody about to take y'all bitches or something? Like, why y'all don't collab? And why y'all... Like, everybody act cool in RB, But most people ain't cool. Like, I I'm really disagree. just me. Can I give you an outside perspective? Go as ahead, someone that's ahead. hung out with rappers and R&B artists, I know, my IG thought. But um, <laughs> as someone that's hung out with both for a while, rappers are social creatures. Rappers are phony. Rappers are opportunists. They Real R&B artists, like the people that you just named, and I mean this as a compliment, y'all are fucking weirdos. Y'all stick to yourselves. Y'all have no interest in other people. That's you're, weird. You're, yeah, that's you're true. within your inner circle. You do not care to go out. Your music doesn't play the way rap does in those social, social circles yeah. where y'all are all trying to, not him, but I'm just saying RBRs, trying I mean, to fuck, up, fuck a bunch me. of chicks. Like, like, that's where rappers hang. And that's where that camaraderie, yeah. that fake camaraderie starts. And it's it's much easier for a rapper to email someone with a blank 16 and be like, yo, put on this and now we're friends. You are not saying with a blank 16, Brent, put a verse on this. No, y'all need to I get would, together. Honestly. I know you, but I'm saying, y'all. I, I know both y'all, y'all would have to fire. get in the studio and you guys both are creative geniuses in your own right. And it's way different than saying, yo, gonna, I need a verse from you. 
and I can I, I could DM you on IG. I mean, it's but just, think it's about just, it. It's different genres as far as sociability goes, if that's even a word. That you just you just brought me to a point that I, I kind of always talk about behind the scenes, where it's like a lot of R and B people they too creative. They not thinking about they bag. It's like of course at the end of the day. If you're real creative, you done been through the struggle. You done proved to society, to the world, to yourself, to God, whatever. Mm. I really love this music. <laughs> so you don't have to prove that to nobody no more. You need to secure your bag because you made a bad decision by jumping into the music industry. <laughs> there, is no four, there is no yes. 401k. No. You know what I'm saying? You need or to, health insurance. You need this no health insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for rap. No health insurance unless you're an actor like I am and you get SAG. Mm. But it's like, you got to break out of that BS mentality because one, you stay in an island. The one, funny, I learned recently, not like forever all my life, but like the last mm. four years I travel. When you go to islands, you talk to people, you realize, damn, this island beautiful than the motherfucker. Yeah. But let that ship not come in. That big ship mm -hmm. that's bringing all the food and everything. It's a fire festival. It get different. You know what I'm saying? So when you create yourself on the island, which a lot of R&B guys do, then what happens when that ship stop coming? When that label check stop coming? When that whatever system, because most are most R&B artists that are successful at that level, making millions, signed. You probably got mm -hmm. a couple that aren't, and they're really doing well. Like, shout out to Brent Fias. He's in the... But it's like, when that ship stops, then you want to come... Yo, bro, let's work. No, I don't want to work with you now. You're not it. You're yeah, not hot. But, but y'all seek out, and I think it's a good thing, seek out producers and musicians behind the scenes more than you do acts. Like, of course, we do like the duet, and of course, we do like when R&B artists collaborate, but too much of that would be weird in R&B. Like, like, for example, Meek's last album, and I, and I always say good things about Meek as far as he always fucks with the young kids right yeah, away. He's, he's always dope with that so his albums are full of young kids which is great if you fuck with me yeah, from I don't the, know he's from Philly he's got yes to say yes I live in North Philly <laughs> so y'all don't y'all didn't know each other growing up I'm not paths. a street nigga that's what no, I'm saying I mean, you ain't gotta be a street you, but you grew up in the, on the same yeah the same but this the thing about this the thing that people gotta understand most people in any hood are not involved in no shit like most people is like me. Mm. You probably aspired it at one point. Nah, this shit ain't for me, nigga. I'm going. Mm. I'll figure something else out. I'm going to church. So that's why, like, I don't know Meek. We don't know nobody that know each other because none of my people was in the street. We all nerd niggas. Like we like music. Somebody like math. Like we don't know. So like, if I see him, he probably would feel uncomfortable. He be like, yo, this nigga like a narc. Like if I do, so, first like, of all, if a narc is wearing a yellow narc. cardigan yeah. and pink pants, he's, I, I mean, be, listen, I would be in jail. Right <laughs> but listen, you gotta think, I'm my age bracket, his age. You would bracket, sell the pink, yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you walked up to me and needed some, yeah, I'm not thinking this. If cops is dressing like this, <laughs> no. they got it, bro. No, I'm just saying, they like, like he looked like he wants some coke. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I will get rich with him. Yeah, yeah, like, are you kidding me? I'm just gonna introduce me to everybody. I feel like whenever I was around street dudes. Yeah. It usually was in a studio setting. They was comfortable with me, but it's just co communication is different because we don't really speak the same language. Like, we can say the same words, but it's like, whatever you saying, I don't know if we on the same page. Like, but I just, I would th think that being from Philly and, uh, you know, being an artist, being a creative, because creatives speak the same language. No matter what you're creating. I don't know if he's a creative. I don't know him. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I actually don't know him. I mm -hmm. would like to know him. I think he's like, 
And Philly, he's probably it's only like three popping artists in Philly on the rap scene. Mm-hmm. So and he's one of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I would like to know him. He has a lot of influence on the youth and stuff like that. People don't even know I'm from Philly because I don't give a Philly persona. Yeah. Well, you say bowl every other sentence, so yeah. But I'm saying like when I'm in what Philly, that, what does that even mean? People though? literally be like, "Yo, that you from, from Philly?" I'm like, "Yeah," because I nobody would expect that. Mm. And like I know like PNB Rock, I know mm-hmm. PNB Rock because they used to be wilding on on the block that I used to work on. Mm-hmm. So it's like Alleg- I, allegedly we had a. No, I said it wilding. You could interpret wilding however you want. So, so, so see, the police, I'm from the hood. So yeah. I, you see my lingo. Yeah, I mean, you know what to not say. Yeah, I got like, it. I'm, I'm picking you know it up. But yeah. I definitely know him. You know mm. what I'm saying? We've worked together. And, you know, we. I've kind of seen his come up. So you just stick to your... Yeah, I'm not involved in nothing. You know what I'm saying? That was such a New York perspective of other cities. That what? you just think every city is so small that like, oh, they probably grew up on the same street. Nope. No, funny enough, I lived in North Philly. North Philly small, bro. I, I've yeah. been in North Philly. I should I technically in, I know Temple, don't get people it twisted, that know but, him or something, that's, what I'm, that's I really why don't. I asked because, you know, coming up and if somebody Maybe like makes one of my it, old heads probably know him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Somebody that makes it yeah, out yeah. of the hood. It's like, yeah, yeah but you know, he Let's from there, doing his thing. Like, you know someone I know. Yeah, record. Like, y'all both lit. Like I think you and Meek would make great music together. I think we'd make a crazy record. I definitely said like that'd be fire and for the city I mean I know he always criminal reform and it's like I've never been a criminal so it's kind of like if we link together that's a great he's a criminal you're reform it's perfect (laughs) you gotta be you (laughs) had to have been a criminal to be I'm just saying the look of it is like you wouldn't expect it like publicly you see two sides like I know I actually know a lot more rich white people that he knows that than black people like I don't know anybody from my hood that we know each other. Mm. But I know, like, I know, like, some of the rich I just people. think it works because it gives Philly that look. It's like, you can Two still sides be from of a the coin. Yeah, you can still be from the same neighborhood and be and like wear Pink, pink Pants. Exactly. But, but, and a exactly. cardigan. Yeah. Philly, as much as we... From Italy. Always champion it as, like, <laughs> throw that as, like the, that, right? yeah. as, like, the rapper, rapper city. Philly is an R&B-ass city. Absolutely. It, 100% like, is. an R&B-ass city. Absolutely. Facts. Gamble and Huff, shout out to them. The OGs, they, they've been... Yeah. Have you met Joe Scott yet? I did one time, but I was not notable. Okay. <laughs> she looks beautiful in real life. Like, for not, sure. I don't, I don't see her on the internet, but I'm saying, like, I was definitely like, oh wow, this is what stars look like. Mm. Like, they got different skincare routines. <laughs> oh no, money, money, money will keep you looking great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what do you use? And even like, I mean, despite everything on the internet the past two years, Jaguar, right? Incredible singer from Philly. Like Philly has a lot of R and B roots. That who did th- you just say? Jaguar, Jaguar, right? I'm not familiar, honestly. Maul hired her to uh, Yo, sing "Song Cry" on the Unplugged. <laughs> you gotta stop throwing. Me she sung with with the roots. Why like, he just pointed to you like that? He, though? He, he just throw me in the middle said, of bullshit oh, all Maul. the time. Yeah, Maul, like, nah, Maul is 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 big. Jasmine from Sullivan, of course, Philly for sure. Yeah, I know Philly Jasmine one. Sullivan. Um, never worked with her. Not yet. Did your girl keep you off hotels? What's that? <laughs> Yo, you stupid. I was like, what's that? <laughs> hotels. You saw she said, nah, he, he can't our be brands, on that our, album. Our, our musical brands don't align, for sure. Uh, you think so? Um, No. Like, not content-wise. Okay. Like, voice-wise, she's way above me. Yeah, but I think that's a good... Jasmine's incredible. She's insane. She's incredible. But with Jasmine, that's going to be kind of any feature for the most part she does it's, she it's do hard features I'll... though that's what I'm saying how many features has she really done uh, well Ari definitely kept up with her on Hotels who else was on Hotels her. 
Her yeah, but those there. are but hers her are different album. Too. I'm saying like she don't really do features. True. Like for other people. But she's she got a record with Ross right now on his album. That's she one. Did the hook. Let's keep going. What's the number one? Uh, she did Wale's first album two in 2009. Yeah, the first one. The first <laughs> That's one. what I'm saying. Like she's a very purist kind of artist. For sure. Like, and and I she took a break. About her. She took a break too. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's super slept on as far as pop culture. Because she's period. incredible. Like I feel like when I hear people like that, I just like why. Like, why don't people just Why is she all, not a bigger artist? Yeah. yeah, like, everybody should know this person. Absolutely. Like, period. You should... She should be a household name. Absolutely. Like, it but, should be a thing. But that kind of goes back to our first conversation of artists, certain artists being able to be R&B, going to pop, come back to R&B, or pop artists trying to dabble in R&B and not being pop. Jasmine doesn't have the American pop appeal. Yeah, Unfortunately, that. that's just yeah. the bullshit. But hopefully, this play. next album, I feel like R and B is starting to shout out to all the ladies, the guys. We doing all right, we doing our thing. But oh no, they, they smoke the lady as a whole. They, smoke, they smoking y'all. Bodying. We yeah. need an R and B R and B groups. What happened to R and B groups? But no, when I was just but, saying, but why I'm we saying, don't collaborate? You but don't imagine, need imagine, a group because we got not an LSG point. type of way. Not imagine where it's like three solo artists doing the album. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the first time we see like uh uh. This group is like okay, they're a group. We don't know any of them individually. There's no more of that in R&B. Uh, yeah. One direction. It's too expensive. Come on, it me. is too expensive. It's too expensive. Groups are expensive, and it's men are hard to deal with. Like women, they always say like, "Oh, women are hard to deal with. They got the hair, the makeup." Yeah, that's a form of difficult. But men, ego. Yeah, that, I'm about I'm to fight say that, you. That, that ego like, is expensive. But even though, but niggas I, be like, "Yo, I said like I know groups be fighting." Like, that's, <laughs> and that's that happens, right? But. I don't think we've ever not had any. Yeah, that is true. I like, think Boys to Men was fam. That was thirty years ago. But look, I'm about to say they was the most and pop Philly. mass appeal mm-hmm. group, black mm-hmm. group at least. Mm-hmm. They had the most. They, I feel like they shaped the industry so crazy for like, uh, you know, like Justin Timberlake and NSYNC and Backstreet. They made that possible because. Sure. Them labels saw was like, oh, them boys from Philly, they ain't have nothing. Mm-hmm. Imagine we pump some money into these dudes, send them to Europe. Boys and Men started in Philly, went to the world. Mm-hmm. They took all these white people, put them together, sent them to prom, to <laughs> sent them to <laughs> Europe or something like that. Mm-hmm. That costs resources. That's yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like they they kind of showed their hand where it's like this is what we can do and then all you people said hey yo y'all want to be a group we finna blow y'all up even bigger mm-hmm. yeah. and better but I mean I get that. I feel like they just took New Edition and Boys to Men and kind of put them together because Boys to Men was like true straight straight R&B where New Edition did pop and R&B and then they were like alright let's take both of these and try to create NSYNC but if you talk <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy because if you talk to those guys I feel like they would be, they would always feel slighted because it's like you see that somebody else can come and do exactly what you do. Mm-hmm. And in your perspective, especially from where, where they come, I mean, you come out of churches, nobody sings better than people out of church. Bro. 100%. Period. Without question. Like, I'm the worst singer in my whole family. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, I'm like, I'm trash. Like, my family can sing, bro. Mm. So I'm like, when you come from there and you see somebody make it not nearly as talented as you, and you're like, dang, they got double, quadruple the money. Yeah. 
X, Y, Z. It's, it can make you a little bit like, damn, man. And I, no, I'm glad you said that because I feel like there is more longevity for the come up from an artist if you do have regular jobs and shit. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, I can't go get a regular job. I got this window for two years. By the time of two years, I'm going to make it. Not realizing it's going to take longer than that. And you can sustain your come up if you do have a job. Mm -hmm. Like you can give yourself 10 years comfortably if need be to make it rather than two years. And it's like, well, I am dead broke and I really need to get a job now. But now it's hard because then you got 10 years of no work experience. That's the thing that you don't think about. It's like, I'm saying if you have a, a, but I'm saying when they don't get a job Mm -hmm. or some sort of gig, Mm-hmm. You really gotta be believing in yourself. And now that you got face much. tattoos and a lean addiction. It's fucking <laughs> it's t- crazy. You, oh, no, but, now you're ready to be a rapper at that point. Well, I've said plenty of times, I feel for for the kids trying to become rappers because you could pretend to be a gangster rapper in the 90s and early 2000s. And then, you know, if the shit didn't work out, you could take the baggy jeans off and go get a FedEx job. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now to make it as a rapper, you gotta become an actual drug addict. You have to tattoo <laughs> your entire face. You can never shampoo mm. your hair. And it's like, if it don't work out for rap, there's really nothing else for you. And you got to diss everybody around you. So it got And you got to kill somebody. Yo. That's how they own it now. It's not, not, a, not a good plan. <laughs> Listen, you got to really kill plan. somebody now in rap. Listen, come to the R&B side. Listen, you can wear expensive cardigans, nice pants. These are tailored. Um, eat at safe restaurants. People don't stop. I never get stopped by the police. Never. A, Never. a cop can't stop a nigga in a cardigan. Are you kidding me? You understand. I, I, uh, and, well, and I'm a sure police have done it. No, they never stopped me. <laughs> yeah, pink. Come on. Pink. Like, I got pink on. Mind you, I'm just... Stop. You killing about. I'm trying to promote for my, my job right now. He's like, oh, they gonna stop. No, man. No, this is how y'all got to Whisper you. Singers because everyone's like, oh, it looks safe over there. Let me whisper my way over to this bag. But think about it, though. This the thing people don't know. Them R&B niggas was gangsters too back then. Oh, what? Sure. They was thugged out. 100%. Sure. Are you crazy? It was. It wasn't up. cool to be a rapper. Like that shit wasn't. This is new. Like yeah. being like be, rappers being cool is something totally new. But because intellect in the black community back then was still important. Mm-hmm. Like at least knowing something, carrying yourself a certain way, that was like maybe they got it from the mob. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it was just about yo never present yourself as a gangster for real. Mm-hmm. But if you gotta be a gangster, take it there. That, but yeah. never be like. Oh, I'm a gangster. I'm the hardest person in the room. It's like, well, now you just made a target for yourself. I You'll would, be the deadest person. I would world. much rather have ran into Tupac than Keith Sweat. <laughs> yo, yeah, no, no kid, yo. Like, well, I met Keith Sweat one time, and somebody was like, uh, the person who introduced me, I don't say his name. He was like, yo, Keith Sweat, Pink Sweat. He looked at me with a way, and I said, oh, he a gangster. Like, he said. That just sounds like a tour. He said, he said. The Sweats? The Sweats. I rock with you. Like, but the way it was like, if he didn't like me, he would have told, told me. Yeah, I was like, sure. oh, I was scared. I was like, oh, he definitely not no like mm. push around. Like, no, not and at he's all. smart. He's one of those guys people they sleep on. He How, really about his business. Speaking, oh, Keith Sweat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you don't know about Keith Sweat, you just don't know about music. Facts. S- speaking of of, we're talking about cosigns, and now we're talking about older legends R and B. How you feel about like Jermaine Dupree right now? Working heavy with Division, working with Ari Lennox, not not trying to, not trying to do the I'm the legend and I'm only going to work whenever Usher feels like coming out. Then yeah. I'll decide to work. And he got ice cream. Shout out to him. Which we vegan enjoy. ice cream. I'm not vegan, but we, I'm. We on flew to Atlanta for it. it yeah, great. I'm trying that. It's but um, I think it's dope because I, unfortunately, I don't think they're gatekeepers like they should be. 
within like pop music like you got people like Max Martin if he mm. do the record it's like oh my god I feel like we don't really reverence our legends like that no more mm-hmm. but I really respect that he does it because it's kind of like put some respect on my name because yeah. when he started getting something going again it's yeah. like I told I do this mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying shit. and I rock with that like I rock with his his energy and the fact that the records are good too they don't sound like no old nah. like corny stuff where a lot of people get stuck in their ways you know in mean? fact the new producers are trying to remix the JD shit yeah. and Come JD's on. moving That's what on I'm saying he the goat like a lot a lot of those guys back then they knew what it take to the to make a record but that's where I feel like the only R&B cosigns didn't come from artists they came from producers yeah even down to like I feel like Bryson probably got the last cosign in R&B history and that was from Timbaland wow producer wise period what other I mean I guess give on if you count the Drake shit but what what R&B artists got I feel like Tiller was definitely stamped by Drake too no, I mean, Drake, tried, a, Drake tried to sign him, yeah, and then, him. Yeah. And then he stamp. said, "Then he said no, and That's said I'm not." I feel like internet him. wise, if you didn't tell me that, I saw a stamp. I don't know. It's like, a stamp. To me, if, it was if, like if Drake. Drake if it's known mm. that Drake wanted to sign, yeah. you, that's a stamp. That's a stamp, bro. Because it's like okay, the biggest artist in music wants to sign this yeah. artist. That means that this artist is talented. And can, you guys, we, can you guys we take a second in, for Drake? We, we live in an industry world. If you walked outside and someone was listening to Bryson Tiller and said, "This is my favorite artist," and you said. Did you learn about Bryson Tiller from Drake? They would say no. I would never say that. No, I mean, well, I didn't. You know. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I didn't, want, I didn't want to do stand. some polls in the street with you, but <laughs> yeah, I would I never think, ask somebody. How did you hear about this guy? I feel, I feel, I feel like Bryson Tiller was one of the guys who he broke through on his own. Yeah, but once you get stamped, if you already broke through, it just takes you higher. Like, period, at, at a certain level, and and, and if all the sound stuff matches, mm-hmm. like people can see Drake co-sign him because they're like, yo, they would make fire music together. That's fire. Right. Because his sound definitely derived yeah. from Drake. Yeah, and Drake is, he's that guy. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, I think he gets a lot of, he don't get enough credit for his impact on r and B. I I don't think he do. Like, it's, nobody else can do it even within R&B. Like, labels can't do it. Talking about Drake. Yeah, what he does okay. is like, man, if labels could do that, if they could just point and say, you the one, mm. or like put you put your vocals in a song and be like, yo, this is such and such. Bro, this, the game would change, but they can't do it. That's why it's so hard to break R&B right now on the business side. It's so hard because nobody understands it right now. The, the space is yeah. unmapped. You got pink sweats. You got Givian. They two different sounds. How is Completely that R&B? Different. For somebody who's trying to break in, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, what do I do? Yeah, like, who was... do I copy? What do I mimic? But I, I kind of think that's a good thing. And I also forgot LMA and, and Mustard. I yeah, guess that you, was... You're not thinking about the system. So for okay, creatives, no, I... yeah, it's great. But for the system, it's like, what do we do? We just throw money everywhere and just hope something works. What? Well, that was my Sign original question in the away. beginning of, like, how has that fucked you up trying to put music out of if I see the algorithms working with... Mm. Honesty is my number one record, but then I do a pop record, which got me more exposure. But clearly, honesty is working more numbers wise and mm. monetarily. It's like, all right, the label's telling me go with the exposure part and this time, and then I'm going to lose all the honesty fans. And yeah, it, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of artists just got to, one, when you're a real true creative, you get a different sense of confidence. Like, I'm really confident in what I do because I know if nobody else is in the room, I'm going to make a great song. Mm. I made honesty. Yeah. And you can't tell me nothing. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. So it's kind of like when when you spent 10 years behind the scenes really doing this and, like, 
working at your craft when nobody's paying attention to you and you get your shot. It's different. You can't really tell me nothing. And even though I definitely have listened to the labels here and there, but I'm very quick about being like, you Kaiser, know, Kaiser, you're stupid. No, it's not that I'm, you're stupid. You I'm don't joking, get I'm these. Joking. You know what I'm saying? That's all, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, I'm an anomaly. Mm. I feel like the way I even started music, like I used to be in a room with a hundred niggas. I'm recording and yeah. they, none of them is me. They all rappers, all got mm. that thing on. I'm sitting there like a little nerdy. I'm mm. recording a love song amongst them talking. So I yeah. come up with in there. drugs and guns in the room? Yeah. Listen, I'm, <laughs> I ain't say no names. Listen, yeah, no, nah, no names. But like, <laughs> that's, that's how funny. I come up because and it, it's and it's unfortunate because when you uh not a part of that life, you don't have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go work with rappers. I had to be in uncomfortable situations for me to get my rocks off creatively. It's like... Well, where else I'm going to go? Yeah. There's no system for me out there. My parents ain't got money for me to get a laptop at that point. So yeah. it's like I have to go into these spaces and move, which it played in my, you know, in my favor because, like I said, I can make a song in any condition. Like if, if it's a bunch of people in a room, a lot of people are like, yo, it's too much going on. Yeah. For me, I can respect that, but I'm like, I got to get to it because with, with I chose this career. So I got to make the best out of it. I got to, you know, I got to get to it, period. Anyway. Who's some of the artists that you want to work with that you haven't worked with? First, I say Russ, just because I just respect him as a business guy. He was just, just sitting in this chair. Yeah, yeah I rock with Russ. I put us in a group like, chat. I like that he's just about his business, and I wish that I want to be like R&B version of that as far as the business side of just being, it's like being transparent with a lot of people because I think... People think that one, it's no money in music, which is the biggest lie. Mm. It's so much money. Is you getting it? Probably not. Yeah. But mm. it's a lot out there. And I feel like because R and B is so here or there as far as like the image, there's no real one way to be now. Like back in the day when you had like Drew Hill or something, you know I gotta come with the sexy vibes and yeah. the leather on leather on leather. Mm. Like a lot you of know, cause a lot of leather. that's the way to do it. Now you don't know. And also, you don't really know that people really get money because yeah. they're not showing it. That's not the R&B way. So it's kind of like, why do I want to do that? You know what I mean? Like, I had somebody say to me one time on tour, um, sold out show, by the way. And he says to me, Talk one, of the, one of the guys who worked there, mm-hmm. one of the guys who worked there, he was, he was like, yo, bro. He was definitely a hood nigga. Like, he was like, yo, bro, I ain't never heard of your shit before, but like, you had that shit rocking, yo. Mm. Like, I like what you vibing with. That's how like, I, yo, I can't, love. He said, I can't wait till you a millionaire one day. And I was like... Why you can't wait till I'm a millionaire? <laughs> no, but you I respected can. that because that was his way of saying, like, yo, I want to see you win. Me, oh, I'm, I'm looking... waiting on you. Yeah, like... Rob your ass. Nah, he, <laughs> he wasn't on that. He was really being genuine, yeah, and yeah, I felt I it. it. But when he said it, it triggered to me, like, dang... I got bigger songs than most of the y'all favorite rappers. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not on social media as much as y'all. Labels not pumping out me as much as they pumping y'all. But he really don't know that I'm already I'm up. Mm-hmm. And one, that's a good thing because I don't never have to watch my back for nothing. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm not wearing all my money on me. Mm-hmm. But simultaneously, is that a disservice to the next young kid who? Is creative, but he thinking like me. I want to be profitable too. Mm-hmm. Do I got to be creative on my grandma's couch forever? Mm-hmm. No. 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I feel like the the kid that would be influenced by your music, I don't know if they're gravitating towards that because I feel like if you did that, it would just feel but they inauthentic. Should. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that's like, my point. The but, money but that's matters. The value, that's the value of Russ, but we've seen where it's gotten Russ with a lot of public opinions when he comes up here and it sounds like he's being arrogant and this Bravo shit when, he, when he's yeah. really not. It's a delivery He's, he's really trying to yeah, yeah. do that. It's his delivery and also he's but, white and he knows these things. For sure. So it's yeah, like, he's very aware. Yeah, he's a very self-aware person. But my thing is, it's not so much a pink sweats thing. It's just an industry thing where these kids don't know. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. I think most rappers really wanted to be singers. They felt like they had to be that nigga that they are right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they see niggas like me start winning, that'll put a fucking sour taste in their mouth. Like, damn, I could have just been a singing nigga. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta be shooting nobody. Yeah. I don't gotta be acting like I'm shooting nobody. But I could have just been that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a And perception. still got the girls. I think that's still a perception got the in the money. world, though. Because, like, Dude. when I found out Trashman made over $120,000 a year, <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, was like, oh. what? Mm-hmm. The Trash Guys is making over Getting six bags. figures? This is crazy. Yeah, I could work on the Long Island Railroad right now and make two hundred k a year? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. No fucking way that guy that's clipping my ticket right now is making two hundred grand a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a perception thing, I think, across the, the, any business we do. Because someone could come up to you and be like, yo, I'm a, I'm a stockbroker. And mm-hmm. they could have the suit on. And you just think because they're a stockbroker and they have a suit on, they must be rich. And it's like, nah, he, he could just be he bad at his job, his job. <laughs> and, right. yeah, and be yeah, broke yeah. as fuck. Right. So yeah, I think it's all perception. And then how would you, how would you, as someone that is financially stable and making the music he wants to make, even pitch that to somebody? But that's the thing. Like, wear, no... like wear more jewelry, like do more interviews and be like, yo, I'm rich. Like, how, no, 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 it, no, like no. it would just be weird. It's not even about me saying that I'm rich. Mind you, I'm just, I'm, I'm popping my shit right now because mm. it's fun. No, it's pop, fun no for shit. sure. Yeah, it's it's just, fun, it's funny. This is pop but the down. real talk is about financial literacy in this business. Nobody tells you, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm grown, bro. And I'll be feeling like, dang, nobody told me that it, when you get the money, that that's not the end. Because people think, yo, I got $3 million. I just made... Or some people, you might got 20. But whatever lifestyle you live in, if this the last check you ever get, can you sustain that till you're damn near 80 years old? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't. I, I see what you're saying. Because you went and bought the mansion yep. immediately. You didn't think about investing into a 401k. You didn't think about a hedge fund, anything. Mm-hmm. You didn't think about investing into... Quality thing. You just giving your friends money. Talking mm-hmm. about, oh yeah, my man's selling hats. And no diss to somebody selling hats because mm-hmm. some people actually get money. But we don't, we're not taught to evaluate things critically because we're so creative and nobody's championing being smart mm-hmm. and not book smart, but like life smart where you're yeah. making good life decisions and nobody's going to make all the right decisions. But we don't even have a platform, especially singers. It's so many talented people that just lose because they don't know because all the singers who going through it or been through it they're not talking about it mm-hmm. i've been through it already i'm not been out that long but i've made some money i've made bad financial decisions and i made some great decisions but i don't feel like i should i feel like there should be platform especially in 2022 where singers can now discuss money and even rappers should be discussing to the public like yo it's not what you always think yeah i know my image is this because the one thing we don't want to hear is somebody we seen shining and flexing on everybody three years later or three months later 
you know, the label this and the that, that, that. Man, you might be saying all facts. I don't care because mm-hmm. you flexed on us. Right. You had the seven rollies on this arm of seven. I don't care now. I like when dudes like that go broke, though. I like that. Nah, but, but see, that's, that's what I'm saying. Nah, but that's it's dumb not niggas, a hater I like thing. When dumb niggas it's go broke. just because like we know nah, in our mind system, you're flexing though. on me. Yeah. You trying to you trying to shit on me. You trying to shit on my dad, who's an everyday working person. I get more money than you get in the dick, and that's fine. But remember, the same people you see on the way up is the same people you see on the way down. And one of my old heads told me that, mm. and I and somebody did that to me. Somebody thought they was about to be on. When I was just writing songs, mm-hmm. I'm 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 being befriending this person, and he flexed on me because he was working with some really. I think it was Drake actually. He was working with them, flexed on me, leave me on red every time. But when you wasn't on, you was blowing me up, and I answered every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I become an artist. Yo, he looks so familiar. Mm-hmm. That's my man. No, you're not my man for real. <laughs> but I'm a loving person, so I ain't gonna never hold it against you. But we gonna have to have a conversation. Remember yeah. when you did that? When I did that? Oh, not you. I fuck with you. <laughs> he said I, that was me. <laughs> He's like the way you pointed. Like I'm gonna write the text. Like y'all you know did that. Oh shit. But a lot of people. You. That's that's the culture. Like people oh, no, want to flex sure. on everybody, but then you but want that's... empathy and and people to care. When you're not winning, it's like, no, you should have played it cool before. But that's an insecurity thing and in how the entire entertainment business is, is set up down from the labels to social media to yeah. the fans and how they big people up based off things that don't really matter that aren't music related. Because even I can't it's not an excuse, but it is to some degree of a young artist coming from a place where he would have zero financial literacy at all. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. the joke I made before, I could I could do long division and solve for X, I can't do my own taxes. Yeah, like, right. there is no setup That's to facts. them. Especially outside of that just being uh, an American thing, in mm-hmm. the music industry, it's even heightened. Yeah, you're going to have a kid that has no idea what the fuck is going on, and you're going to, you're offering me a quarter million dollars, which I think is for me. It's, it's not. It's mm-hmm. for a budget. Yeah. And I'm going to spend all that shit up and have no music at the end of the day because mm-hmm. I think that's my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here like, yo, fuck the label. And granted, <laughs> I, the label. I, even I, though you I, were a bad deal I, for them I, I to agree. sign anyway. I agree, fuck the label, but because they're taking advantage of you. And so I can't really get mad at that. It's capitalism, that though. I hate kid. when people say that, bro. I understand some people feel some kind of way. That's feelings. That's why you were creative, because you think like in your feelings. I'm a creative. I'm a, I be in my feelings, but I'm also a business person. I started my life selling calendars yeah. when I was six because my dad didn't want to pay for the trip. So I was like, I know I appreciate a dollar to a certain degree. So You sold chocolates? I sold chocolates. But my dad never, you know how they do the school fundraisers? My dad wouldn't let me do that. He'd be like, you're going to make them money? We sell your just own had a conversation chocolate. about that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you so, sell a whole bunch of shit, then they give you a football out of the magazine. Yeah, it's like, it's like wait, I just gave how much money I gave my dad was the killer of all dreams to me as a kid. Like, no, that's some smart shit. Yo, they're everything. taking advantage yeah. of you right I'm here. like, nigga, I just wanted a toy. Like, damn. Let me go sell all these cookies at church and get my damn light. Right. Like, you got to ruin everything. But he was schooling me. So for me, I'm hyper emotional, low key. Like, I see everything and I feel it deeply. But I also have that side from like my pops where it's like, put that to the side. What are you trying to accomplish? How do you do it? So it's like with the label, it's just capital. It's business. Mm-hmm. But if you all if you come to the table and you really ain't worth nothing, 
you done hyped yourself up thinking I'm somebody, but you ain't proved that yet. That's like Apple, uh, Google. That's like all these big companies. They not like, man, I feel like I got got when they bought me. It's mm. like, no, we evaluated you mm. in evaluation. You've sold zero. Mm. If anything, you got the better side of the deal. It's like, if you've done this, donuts, no glaze. Yeah. And they give They're you the a quarter it. million dollars. But you know, I only take the man a quarter million dollars as a everyday upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you've proved this much and they give you that quarter million, at that point, you have the upper hand because you really can stop making music. But that don't happen no more, by the way. That's the old thing. Now they look at algorithms and you have a whole bunch of algorithms on social did. media. You, you got Mad views be- and they can evaluate it that way. And now they're undervaluing shit. Before there used to be artist development where they know. would they, they would invest in a, a zero. <laughs> a what? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, because I had yeah. actual numbers. Now, look, mind you, I don't even have a million followers on Instagram yet. Right. Plug your Instagram. Uh, Pink Sweats. That's it. <laughs> Pink Sweats. <laughs> check me out. But like. I never really cared about that. And maybe that's to a default. Maybe I can have even more. Maybe I could be doing more. <laughs> but I focused where the money was at. Well, I mean, from a YouTube and streaming perspective, that now I feel like A&R is... You know what you Is artist and it's algorithm and shit. It's not... You know what you But even that's though. bullshit, though. It is. But, I, but I'm, I'm saying, saying you should what, know... What? You should have seen... My thing is people be selling off their rights to stuff they never actually seen. Even if you got... Uh, Five million streams and you hype, yeah, I did for that muscle. Mm. You don't even know what that equal you got in paper. A zero, zero, mm-hmm. zero point you one. You know penny how much money that on. is. Yeah. Cause you didn't look at the check. Your manager probably did, or your friend who's running things. So you don't even actually understand the dollar amount. And they're evaluating you. And okay, let's just say they undercut you. That's your fault because one, you not doing yourself justice by trying to position the right people around you, whether that's now, mind you, you can always make a mistake, but when you try, that's mm-hmm. all that matters. You know you ain't nobody in the hood that's like, I never heard of an accountant. You've seen people fail. You see, you can hire an okay. accountant. If the accountant duke you, your soul will be fulfilled to know that at least I tried. Mm-hmm. But if you're not looking at your business from a standpoint of like, all right, when I'm making these songs and I'm in the studio, it's about music. When I step out there and I step to this label, that label, and they say, Oh, we evaluate you at a quarter million. It's like, well, if you just made that off your streams already, then you know that that doesn't make sense. Okay, mm-hmm. can I challenge you on this then? Yes, please do. Please do. Because I'm not 100% okay. right. I'm only like 80. Of a <laughs> label, of course, as any company, period, not even music related, any client they're getting to, they're going to evaluate mm-hmm. what their P&L will be, profit loss. All right, this is what they're coming in with. This is what we think we can bring them to a place to see what we're going to put in and what we're going to get back. Yeah, Correct? Yeah. 100%. Now... They're doing that based off whatever the math is with a DSP, correct? 100%. Okay. So when the label and the DSP are actually partners and uh, invested in beans. how... I'm the label and the partner. So how, on earth, how on earth is that an accurate... Yeah, that's... An accurate estimate of what your value is when... Yeah, your value to what we're going to have to pay you out. But 100%. when I'm partnered with the person that's coming up with this 0.0.01 cent yeah. penny shit off a stream mm-hmm. yeah it's not an accurate value of who you are as an artist because i'm already partnered with the the distribution so i'm gonna eat twice yeah. <laughs> I, listen I'm so not, it's not but so that's no capitalism. you're being so undervalued it's 
It's still capitalism, though. That's the game. So just don't get into it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I respect. Oh, like, no, no guys, one should, you shouldn't be an artist. I respect guys <laughs> like like Brent Fires, who like he maintains his independence because For that sure. makes him comfortable. Mm-hmm. He don't want to. So he has the option because one. Eaten, eaten. He's one, he's proven himself <laughs> mm-hmm. to be able to provide for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't need the label. And if I do, y- y'all got to show and prove to me, mm-hmm. period. So that's my thing. A lot of artists, we don't go to those extreme lengths to prove anything. It's not even to ourselves. We just create the idea in our head that we the shit. But nobody likes you for real. You popped off of a stupid video that people didn't even know you was the artist. Mm. You, oh, this is him. Uh, the guy who did the who drank lean on the camera and fell out. Oh, that was him. Wow, that's so cool. You listen to that one song. It, you're not building anything. So for them, the label, the way I look at it is like they're looking at how can we get the most for the least at all times and for their business. Any, yeah, that's any business. No, but their business and and. I'm not knocking that. Yeah. I'm never think the label shouldn't get paid. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, yeah. I just think they when, do finesse though. I'm just I'm saying with you. when you're literally investing. I worked at Sony Music, right? Mm-hmm. When I worked at Sony Music and Spotify went public, I got an email that said if I buy any stock into Spotify right now, it's insider trading because I work at Sony because Sony is an investor into Spotify. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So when you value an artist worth signing to Sony based off their views, based off what Spotify and pays. And they the, the label is yeah. double dipping, so that's not the value of the and artist the and number, what their P&L will be if I sign to your company. That's true. And <laughs> the number that the label gets is not the number that you would get independently. No fuck. Because oh, not they're tied in. Close. Exactly. So yeah, I agree. It's definitely a finesse, but it's kind of one of those finesses where it's like, what are you in America. it for? <laughs> no, no. What are you in it for? Like, yeah. me and my manager, we had a really deep conversation before I ever did my deal at Atlantic. It's like, yo, we throwing these numbers. We don't really need to do a deal. If you want to stay here and kind of build really, really slow, yep. that's fine. We can do that. Or if you want to try to attempt being and leaving a mark, a certain kind of mark, this is the system. You have to plug in. Now, mind you, if it don't work out, the kind of deal that we're going to try to get... You don't take a loss. You don't really take no L. Mm-hmm. And even if you do... First country, I mean, it's kind of like first world problem. It's like, yeah. oh, I can't get a Bentley. Yeah. It's like, all right, you cool, but you was making, you know what I mean? But you was making 30 grand a year mm-hmm. before. That kind of right. goes back to your conversation with the security guard at the spot. Because it's like, all right, I could not go with the machine that's probably going to pump me as far as perception and eyes on me to a new level, which to a lot of artists, I understand. You want to put a real mark in the music. You're an artist. I totally get that perspective. Mm-hmm. But if you want to build a core fan base and actually make some real money that will be generational for your family, sometimes having a bunch of eyes on you isn't the way. It's the mm. the fan base that you do have. Because I know artists that, like you're saying, people don't know how much money you have or how many tickets you can sell. I have no money, by the way. Of course right. not. No, I know. <laughs> of course, Broke. to train you. I don't think, um, I, yeah, I have no money. I know part. plenty of artists like that that can sell out venues where artists that, have the most eyes you would think they're a number one artist couldn't sell out SOBs if you asked them to. That's fact. So, yeah, it depends what you really want out the shit and what yeah. your view of success and what your view of fulfillment is and what your view of what perception I'll you tell want you to why the world. I did it. Because I think, I think if you... Because you're saying why that... you signed me? I'll tell you why I signed because I, I literally did it because I always felt like I was going to be rich. That's like... Mm-hmm. that's I'm just saying like since I was a kid, 
the way I thought. I'm like, this some ghetto shit. It can't be for me. Right. Like, I don't know why. That was just in my head. Maybe yeah. my mom said it when I was in her stomach or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I knew that what I saw growing up, I I didn't want people to see only that. And then when I moved to the suburbs, it's kind of like some Fresh Prince stuff, right? But I, I'm actually from West Philly. I've lived in North Philly. Mm. I've lived in uh, Northeast. I've lived all over Philly. And I, I, re- I really remember thinking to myself, why is it corny to be an upstanding black person? Mm. Like when I was young, Mm. We always made fun of like people who were doing the right things. Mm-hmm. My teacher, he was a black guy, one of the few black male teachers we even had. And he would ride a bike to school, very proper guy, tucked his shirt in. We thought he was a clown. Mm-hmm. When I moved to the suburbs and I was like 16, biggest culture shock, bro. And then how Imagine. people perceived me that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, damn, I can't talk to people because when they see me, they don't know that many black people. Mm-hmm. And then the people that they they do know, I'm I know what they listening to. They decent. Mm-hmm. He's the hottest nigga in the world at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's subconsciously programming them that if you look any way threatening, I don't know you. Yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's a vibe, and I'm just like, I don't like that vibe. Like why? Like why? Why now do I lose opportunities if I'm driving in the hood and the police pull me over because I'm in a certain kind of car? Why? Why can't I? Like, why is all this this way? And I just start reverse engineering. I'm just like, man, like nobody that's upstanding. Nobody they gotta deal with that, that shit. Yeah. They yeah. don't think that's cool in our culture. But then shout out to Ed Sharon. T-shirt jeans. Mm-hmm. Rich is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. There's no black version of that. Mm. At his age bracket, no. and there probably won't be because of the way the system is set up. Yeah. You got people like John Legend, balling. Mm-hmm. In my hood, when I was young, he was corny. Mm-hmm. Nobody actually wanted to be like him. We liked him. We respect him. Like, oh, he on that song. But as a man... Went to UPenn, I think. As a man, I respect John mm-hmm. Legend. He got a family. 100%. Mm-hmm. He's not into drama. Like... Mm-hmm. He's not getting shot at. He's not worried about getting his door kicked in by the police. It's these are the things that really I'm not even being like on no fiction. This real, like this really what made me want to be that person. I got cousins. Mm. Like my cousin, I was just at his game and all the kids like, oh my God, pink sweats, pink yeah. sweats. And I know that I ain't spoiling these kids. I'm not ruining none of these kids. Mm. If they that. listen to any of my music for real, for real, they're not gonna take any of that. And ruin their lives. I didn't tell them to do drugs. I've not instructed them to do anything except love. Mm-hmm. And if that hurts you, all right, cool. Holla at me. You love, hurt. love hurts sometimes. Yeah, it do. But <laughs> take that over, able to, yeah. over jail, bent over. That's much better or than whatever people doing in there. I hope I never find out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's really why I do what I do is because imagery. I traveled the world, bro. Mm. Like people are afraid of American black people, black men. And it's because we don't control our image. Mm-hmm. We're always looked at through the dominant white society's view. So you don't even get a chance. I couldn't even get a taxi in certain places. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the one in the back. The fuck? Yeah. Nah, if you dress like that, you can get a cab. 
No, bro, think about it. You got I can't get it. I, I had, I had a big. No, like I actually posted this one time. It it wasn't like a big deal for me, but it was scary because I couldn't get home. I had a big jacket on. It was cold as fuck. I think mm. I was in like somewhere in London or wherever, and I was literally we could not get a taxi. It's wealth talk. You Nobody. Don't he, you don't London. even know if he was in London. Yeah, spin the globe. Spin the globe. Get a taxi at. though, and that hurt my feelings, bro. And I knew yeah. the only. And I, I saw white people getting taxis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is only like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, well, I can be mad at the white man, or I could start doing something about it. I could say, you know what? Here I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna present myself as a threat to you. So any opportunity you skip me over, I'm gonna let you know. Well, Ed Sheeran did that. Why well, I can't do a guitar song? Mm-hmm. Well, because the black audience. Fuck you, nigga. What are you talking about? The black audience. Do you know every black person? Right. Are you trying yeah. to subtly tell me you're racist? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm here for it. That. I'm not going to judge you, but I'm going to tell people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the conversations, excuse me, that I have. Like, even with Atlantic. Like, I know Craig, Julie. Mm. I talk to them personally, and we have real conversations about the kind of artist I want to be. Yeah. And if you don't want that, don't give me all this fucking money because you're just gonna take an L. I'm not, I'm I'm I don't care. I got my bread. I just want to be able to put out content that my little cousin. I know where I know where they from. I don't want him to be looking at me like, oh, because it's a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. He doing this. That's mm-hmm. the way. So mm-hmm. if I want to be close to him, then I got to do these things. That is some dumb shit. I agree. Like, for real. That's dumb. And we got to stop making that shit cool because it's not. And I, if I got to be the person to walk around in my pink and people feel uncomf- uncomfortable, like, why is he always smiling? Why is he always happy? I'm not always smiling and always yeah. happy. But I'm going to put that front on before I put on I'm doing drugs front. Right. Before I act like I'm killing people, I'd rather act like I'm a loving person if that's the worst thing in the fucking world. Fair. Quickly back to the collaborative thing and the conversation we were having with financial literacy. Do you feel like you should reach out to artists? Fuck music. Just your experience in the music industry instead of even trying on the we should collaborate the way the rappers do of like we should just chop it up and I think Brent is someone that should do it as well he's of, fired of how, of how to just how to move so business dope. I'm saying how to move business wise fuck music reach yeah. out to other R&B artists you may see that are getting fucked that could get out of certain situations because you've had so much time in here and because yeah. financial literacy is so important fuck even starting the conversation with we should work on music like, yeah I mean it's just like hard Brent should tell everyone the STEM shit that's going on right now like hundred <laughs> percent, and and funny enough, I tell artists about that, even though mm. I'm not in it anymore. Yeah, when I was, I was I was doing my thing, mm. but and I tell kids now, I'm like, yo, what do you want? Don't just sign. Yeah, don't do ask me, shit? is this a good label? It ain't gonna be one for you if you ain't got your head on right. If you right. don't know what you really want, because mm-hmm. they don't know what you want, and they just gonna use you like a test dummy as they should. All got they the same, gave you money, same right. resources, yes, same bread. <laughs> but I ask people, what do you want? How much are you making? One of my homies right now, uh, shout out Otis Kane. He's he's doing his thing. And he watched me come up and he replicated. He doing his thing right now. Yeah. And do everybody know him? No, because he's not signed to a label. Right. But he's getting money. He's providing a life for himself outside of just him loving music. And my thing with everybody that I encounter in this space, I want to let them know that if you're not where I'm at yet, don't trip. Get your money. 
Learn the business. Learn how to promote your songs. Get with somebody who does know how to actually promote music because you're just going to keep getting deeper into the bamboozling because labels don't know what they're doing. No. I don't expect Atlantic Records to blow me up. And I love Atlantic because they do right by me. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever go into anything expecting that they're going to do some magical work of God to like make me. I know when I go in the studio, if they don't promote this song at all, this song need to be compelling as the first song I made when I didn't have them. Yeah. People need to feel this. Yeah, I, just, I, I think powers and numbers with the artists because corporate always has an answer to everything because now <laughs> yeah, now that don't. now that we don't <laughs> now that the labels aren't needed for some artists they are needed don't don't get me wrong there but because they're not necessary for every single artist they answered with dsps yeah that's true so now there's always something that's that lame every artist, by the way they've been doing it that's since lame. since cassettes every time we fix something they answer with something else because they should they be have doing analytics with no pictures That'll fuck the game up. I got a country song but, I put out. It was on R&B. But look, look it's at, a country song. When I say that, like, bro, I literally cried, dog. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, I felt like I was in the fucking fifties, nigga. I'm like, what they did to Beyonce? Damn. Like, the Country Music Awards was pissed that she was gonna do uh, what was it, Daddy's Lessons from mm -hmm. Lemonade? Crazy. Was like, wait, this isn't country. It's like, why the fuck why is this is not a country? Not? This is a country song. What are you why talking not? Because we can't come over here getting none of our money. <laughs> Listen, what's it's something? our money for, but, to begin with. It's but I'm saying, like, music. even it all stems from. Like, but, that's but the look, part that's crazy about all this. But shit. part of me respects them. It's like it's like a love hate thing because part of me is like, damn, we don't got no lock on our shit. Because if we did, everybody wouldn't be able to just do it. Shit, it's all our it. shit. Though. No, <laughs> but I'm saying what we call black music because everybody don't resonate with country. You know what I'm saying? Like all black people. That's not our, we resonate with R&B. We resonate with rap. But we don't own it. We don't rep it. Like in the, in, the, in the South and all that, where they doing country, they run it. Mm -hmm. It's like, nah, well, it's because you, our culture. We don't validate you. Now we're your Jordans. Right. But that's because our culture is. This can't is, be a country song because they on your shoes, boy. Yeah. But that's, on, but that's only because our culture is very, our, like hip hop culture is very open. We accept yeah, yeah, anybody. For sure. We don't care if you black, Black people Asian, in general are very open. We accept. Very it. forgiving. Very forgiving. Very forgiving people. Even with, with the DSPs and podcasting and music all together this week, uh, what was it? Neil Diamond, Neil Young? Neil Young. Neil Young and a what few other artists said, uh, Joe Rogan is a, po a big podcaster, as most people know. He allegedly, I haven't listened, has been putting out wrong information about the vaccines and shit, so people are boycotting. And it's not wrong information. I, I don't know. I didn't even he's see been, it. He's been, he's been very vocal about just questioning things that are being put out about the vax. Mm. And he had COVID and he... Uh, put the, the stuff that he used out on the internet for people to try. He said it worked for him. Other people follow suit when they caught COVID and said it worked for them. So he got so, over that? So, so he's just been very vocal about, because you know, now if you're speaking about... It's like America slowly becoming communist. Right, well, it's kind of yeah. weird. This is what this is. This you is can't he, say nothing. This is basically what he's saying. And now a lot <laughs> I'm of I'm not things, saying I agree because I don't even know what he said. But it's I, like. But he's just saying point, even if it's he wrong, he can say it. Yeah. What? Agree. You can but, sell people milk. Right. <laughs> and tell them it's going to make you strong bones. Right. But, but artists, you can't say something about. Well, certain artists have. And listen, I don't give a fuck what he was saying. And I have no opinion. I don't have on no it. idea what I'm he was saying. I'm just saying artists saw that and was like, yo, take my music off Spotify because I don't want my music near someone that's spewing something they disagree with. So they should actually do it. But Man, the people stock, always talking I'm trash. Saying, the stock of one artist, <laughs> of one artist plummeted Spotify that week. Who? 
Neil Young, Neil, Neil Diamond. Young. All right, cool. No, but I'm saying powers and numbers were artists like are fighting a DSP. But I do like the fact that Spotify stood next to Joe Rogan in that. I think it's only fair. If we was in another country, different outcome. In America, the idea is freedom. Mm. So if it's, if it's just an idea and it's not real, then yeah, cruc- crucify the guy. If that's the real truth, I don't know. No, that's, but not, the, that's not oh, what I'm arguing. Ultimately, I don't give a fuck what Joe Rogan I don't says. Know what he I'm said. saying one artist plummeted yeah. Spotify's stock when he said, take my catalog yeah, off. That's Imagine crazy. if Wait, all y'all work? DM'd each other and said, hey, we should take our fucking catalog off some shit that's paying us point zero 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 one penny. We gotta stop, we gotta stop. We gotta slow down, <laughs> slow down. This is media. Mind, this is media we dealing with. Mm. I don't know anybody that... I, I always look at rankings on Spotify because I'm mm. always trying to make sure I'm still on point. I make sure I'm still in that top 500 point. I don't personally even know who that guy is you just said, but maybe yeah, that's because I'm ignorant. I don't know. I am too. I am. I'm from the hood. I really don't know that much. I just much. know one artist. I don't care if it was fucking Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I know one, one, artist, one artist, artist took but down. But is it true? This is the thing. We look at headlines. I'm and not da, da, da. saying it affected Spotify. I'm sure we it didn't don't know if it actually did anything. the slightest, but mm-hmm. to see a stock go down that quickly because of one artist, one artist. Yeah. and the fact that everyone has the ability to fucking DM each other mm-hmm. is like that's fire it's like yo but how do you unify when everyone's in different positions and we're not being honest now see if somebody's also this is part of the division is money mm-hmm. because sure. artists are naturally competitive too. too we're competitive too we don't mm-hmm. play sports we're not dunking on you with our hands we dunking on you with this song though at my worst <laughs> billion streams or something like that that's yeah. how you feel I'm dunking mm-hmm. you, you, it's an ego stroke Yeah. so if you feel like a lot of people I don't feel this way but I can see how a lot of people feel like well if I help them then they might surpass me it's like that's weak to me like you can't surpass me and even if you do God bless you because mm-hmm. yeah. that means you really doing it because I know I'm doing it I know I really put time and energy into this if you surpass me I'm going to applaud you. And that's probably a church thing. I always, but, yo, man, I'm, uh, dang, you did it, dog. That's crazy. But you could still have ego and competition even if we all agree that yeah. this is unfair and we shouldn't be It here. depends what kind of ego. That's what I'm saying. Like some people, they don't want to see nobody pass them. So they don't want to empower you in no way. If I tell you about STEM, if I tell you about independence, if I tell you about, look what we can do together, then the possibility is one, you could take my idea. Mm-hmm. You could influence everybody before I get to them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's praising you. No, man, I'm just not going to take that chance. Or you can end up being the one person that stays in the system and, and win. Of it's kind of like slavery mentality, Loki. It's like, well, if this person runs and 20 people run with him and a person go tell on you, oh, yeah, they're over there trying to run, mm-hmm. then he gets promoted. So when you got to come back on the plantation, then you got to see this dude on top. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we all think. It's not. But I, I think there's more value in the twenty people leaving than the one person staying who's still in the but system. But see, you a rebel. Even if they, even if they rich in the system, they still in the system but instead of the rebel. twenty people that are independent and doing it their way. Who have there's no ceiling when you're that way. I there's agree a ceiling with you. when you're in the system. I agree with you, but you still a you're slave. a rebel. <laughs> But you're a rebel. I'm a rebel. I feel like I want to go against the system. I want to come into the system, try my very best to disrupt it. And if I can't, my situation is good enough where I'm just out. Mm. My fans are still building. I'm making an effort to always put out good music. I'm not trying to, like, convert to the industry, whatever. But I really am trying to disrupt this for the next person who might still want to come in. Make it a little easier for you. Oh, yeah. Pink Sauce was here. Mm. Look at this pink carpet we're gonna roll out for you. 
You want to do some sweet, soft love songs as a black male? We got you. Mm-hmm. I want Atlantic to talk to them like that. But, you know, it's it's a lot of work, bro. Like, And I feel like in this industry, people get into it thinking, oh, once I get that payday, it's over. Yeah, I'm, yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you going to work. Yeah, you're going to need 100 paydays. Yeah. I don't care how much money you get. At minimum. Because you're going to upgrade your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Overhead is going to be different. Guaranteed. <laughs> unless you humble yourself to that point. Like, I feel like, and also there's a stigma to humbling yourself. But you got to be confident in yourself to yeah. know that like, yo, if I lower my lifestyle, I don't have to explain that to people because you you you're not paying my bills. Mm. You're not X, Y, Z. That's a lot of rappers that got a lot of money. Millions, for real. There's a lot of people that don't, yeah. but it's a lot of people that actually really got money, but their lifestyle is so crazy. Mm. And they won't humble themselves to say like, I don't really need six houses. No. Because if I sell these houses, then everybody around me gonna start thinking I ain't got it. I, well, I don't really them. need to give my friend a hundred thousand. They renting six houses, right? Or but it's just <laughs> so many. Value to it. They rent, so they many rent things. six houses. Yeah. There's so many things in the industry that feeds your ego that mm-hmm. keeps you from actually being fulfilled. Because it's not your ego though. It's ego. No, it's not your ego. No, not mine. No, 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 no. I'm, no, so no. I'm not saying your. I'm, it's not even the person. I'll talk my shit, it's but I'm It's the ego of the perception of what you think I'm you're supposed to do. Talk your shit, man. You, you think you're right. You're doing it right. I talk my shit, but I allow myself to humble me. When sometimes, when when I say humble, I don't like to use that word. I allow myself to be realistic sometimes because I'm That's a very important. wild thinker. It's very so important. I can go, man. I want to be like Apple, like you know how Yay be talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at Walt the same time, I have to recognize moments. Where it's like, you know what? In order for me to do this, if I want to invest X amount of dollars into this long-term thing, maybe I don't need the house that I'm in right now. And I can downgrade to an apartment. And I can say, yo, I'll thug it out here, but I got bag over here for the next 20 years that's probably going to blah, 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 boom. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do that because it's like, well, then what are people going to think? You don't think I ain't doing it like But you've, that you've crossed the line that it takes some people their entire lives to get over as Dealing with your own personal, with life. your own personal <laughs> ego, because most of most people's ego is based off society and what you think you should do. Yeah, a lot of people's ego, they was not born going, I need six Bentleys. Their ego was built <laughs> in, I think I need six Bentleys because that's what is looks and like. You see popping. somebody that gets that, and you like, like, I'm more I talented than him. I know yeah. I got more money like, than I'm him. I'm more talented than him. If he got Man, six, I gotta have twelve. My my en- entire life. <laughs> I had a, a 93 Chevy Malibu was the first car I ever had. And then I didn't have a car up until I got my mother one and I took her old Mazda mm-hmm. and I only kept it because it was the pandemic. And I was like, it's better than taking the train. Right. Mm-hmm. right, right. We got our deal. Every car, dream car I ever thought I can afford right now. <laughs> I'm driving around New York City seeing potholes, everything. I'm going, I'm staying in this motherfucking yeah. Mazda. <laughs> For sure. But that's what I still that, don't but know. But car. that takes time and I understanding and going through experiences. So, so many people that. Are, are young and I'm not even saying age wise young in mind are going to look their ego is not going to be built off their experiences or their personality it's going to be built around everything they see so yeah. they're not going to think that way they're going to think my ego needs six fucking Bentleys so yeah. I'm going to spend this whole advance and go get that shit yep <laughs> and that's, I'm a left flex. that's the dumbest shit in the world dumb man. that's dumb, the dumbest dumb. shit even if world. you bro this the thing about like I would say like Hood mentality sometimes. I don't know if it's hood, but I'm from the hood, so I'm going to just say hood mentality. That's all I know. We think that we got to show everything. And when I started to be around, like, wealthy, like, white people, like, a lot of my friends who are, like, they might not be wealthy, but they just have a 
uh, wealth building mindset. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, we like the same age. Mm-hmm. And they like, we do a deal. We both getting money. I know. I know. We both just got a bag. They go put their money somewhere. Mm-hmm. My dumb ass. I want to go buy some. I'm buying a chain because mm-hmm. I'm trying to fill that space of that kid. Now I got the chain. I'm like, this shit is the dumbest thing ever. Mind you, it didn't take me under, but because of my mindset and the Just surroundings, the things I put myself around mentally, because I want to grow, I want to grow outside of that oh six Bentleys. Now, if I could ever afford it, do Jeff Bezos. All I think is do Jeff Bezos have six Bentleys. Mm-hmm. Now, not that I need to compare myself because we different culturally, but why you can't just have one? Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he has any cars. He could or he could <laughs> yeah. not. It's but, just like and, but that's not even, it's not even a fly car like that though. Like when you really get into that, we make everything it, fly. Yeah, but it's like certain shit that in our culture that we deem to be like cool. It's like well, we've been lied to for a long. No, we time. we lied to ourselves. Yeah, we look at stuff expensive, and I know because I'm a nigga, I do this, and I have to like tap into my other side to be like, nope. Like Listen. I see something if it's even if it's food, bro. If you can see, I like to eat, right? I'm eating the <laughs> finest things, bro. Yeah. Like when I was in the hood, I'm eating McDonald's. So I the same way I used to eat that. Mm-hmm. Now I want Wagyu. What's mm-hmm. up? But if the price ain't right, I don't think it's real Wagyu. I'm questioning the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the birth certificate for the beef? Yeah, yeah. That's sick. <laughs> oh, you different. But now look, you're ta- acting different. See, look. Hood, hood I'm Chinese acting food. different. I'm keeping it a beef. Hood Chinese food is better than Tao. Yeah. So like, <laughs> no, it is. But listen, <laughs> it's a mentality thing. That's what I'm saying. Like we see prices. Yeah. And yeah. that starts in the hood. Like my dad told me it's one the time. Shit. Like you talking Literally about my dad. My mom gonna be mad at me. She always hates that. Well, you always picking up your father. Mm. Um <laughs> so my dad told me when I used to live in the hood, we used to get free lunch. Mm. And this is a crazy thing. We used to get free lunch, nobody ate the free lunch. Mm-hmm. We all live in poverty. Mm-hmm. My dad told me one time, he said, You better eat that lunch. He said, Dumb kids who are not eating that lunch might be the only meal they get. All day, mm. and they trying to look cool. And I thought my dad was so dumb. Mm. Like, man, people eat every day. And I remember one of my friends, his name was Doobie. He his house was on the news, bro. It was mattresses stacked to the ceiling, roaches, rats. His parents was making him sell drugs. And when when my dad saw, it, he said, "Ain't that your man's?" This is like fifth grade, fifth mm. sixth grade. I said, "Damn, my dad was right." Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't eating school lunch because he didn't want to f- look poor. We all poor. Right. We, obviously, it's a reason it's free. And mm-hmm. then when I went to the suburbs, you got to pay for lunch. Mm-hmm. Everyone's eating the lunch. People are mad that they're not getting it free. I believe that I should have yeah, it for free. Yeah. Why did my parents pay good taxes? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the mentality is just, it's different. unfortunately, it's yeah. different, bro. Yeah, like but- when you see that kind of thing, that's why I feel like Will Smith. Man, GOAT. Not even on no personal life stuff, but just what he was able to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Because he was able to see two sides of a coin. And, like, I remember I told one of my white friends when I was in high school, I was like, I've seen your life. You ain't never seen mine. And you probably never will. And And he was like, dang, that's real. Because we was talking about, we was arguing about some math stuff. He was Mm -hmm. trying to flex on me, like... You should just notice. I'm like, you don't know where I'm from. <laughs> like, I teach wish the basics first. Yeah, you act like, you act like I just basics. didn't want to know. Yeah, like, yeah, I wasn't yeah. taught that. And yeah. that's the point where I'm at. I gotta get this money. Like, mm-hmm. I gotta. I can't be a bum. I can't be a statistic. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad. I gotta make my dad proud. I gotta make my mom proud. 
It's so many things that come before algebra now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have to do something with my life. Yeah. So when I said that to him, I could see on his face that it was like something a veil lifted. Like, dang, mm-hmm. like I'm at your crib in the suburbs. You would never be where I'm from. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't even want to. Even mm-hmm. if I invited you, come on down, buddy. Like, it's cool. They be shooting and shit, but like they're not shooting at you. Right. It's like you don't want to come. <laughs> no, nothing is cool. I don't if they shoot in the air, yeah, it's still yeah. not cool. <laughs> Bro, but look, when you raised in that, like I was that was normal. Yeah. Like we be outside playing, bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. you're not even flinching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I went back to North Philly, not that long ago, when to see some one of my peoples, I'm uh, I'm trying to be humble. I'm sleeping on the couch, like, glock, 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 glock. I'm like, Wait, this is recently. <laughs> no, it's like two years ago. Oh, all right. I'm about but to say, it's kind of recent. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> you I can't hadn't be doing been no there more. for a little while, and mind you, it was only like three months. Mm-hmm. I was separated mm-hmm. from that environment. When I say my heart never raced so fast, yeah, man, I said. This is dysfunctional. Like, <laughs> this you start is talking like that once you start paying certain taxes. Yeah, yeah. you like they should call this the authorities. The, I start <laughs> understanding why white people get mad when you walk in front of their house. Hell like, yeah, you paying all this money. Yeah, don't step on my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I start yelling at people. I was a little poor, poor Asian guy, <laughs> man. He's outside of my house. I'm riding up. I said, "You live around here?" That's why I was living in L.A. I had a crib. I'm like. I said, you live around here? He on the phone. I said, don't be walking in front of people's houses on the phone. This was an Asian guy? Yeah. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I felt like a Karen, bro. <laughs> but when you paying kind of money and get yo, off the phone. The taxes I get to New York City, we was all late today because in, uh, be in front of condolences place. to the police officer that, that died, but there was a, a big funeral ceremony around where we're recording. So yeah. everyone was late. And I'm, I got out my car and just walked at that point. Yeah. And I'm seeing all these police officers and I know how much I pay in New York City taxes. Yeah. And I said, no wonder the Bronx and Brooklyn's a fucking war zone. Look at these fat fucks. <laughs> this is what I'm paying? Yeah. This, they you can't protect like me. They, run. Yeah. they don't look like they move. No. They they like, like, hold on. This is where like my this. tax dollars is going? No, they shoot. You they can't protect they anyone. They go, <laughs> rah, rah, yeah, they gonna shoot your ass. They gang. Yeah. They, they was gang. limping down the street. I'm but like, that's what happens when you start you, in, in that bracket. You start paying them taxes. You start looking you start at You start analyzing the, things. Yeah, like, like where's I'm my money? Salary, I hit like, yeah. seven potholes and now I'm looking at a cop that can't walk. Yeah, exactly. what is, where is this money but going? Look, but look, pre, pre the money, we fine. We don't fuck. understand anything. Don't I don't know fuck. why they profiling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? It's like, wait, sir, do you live in this building? I'm asking white people. I remember once I... <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. My girl knows what I'm talking about. It was these people sitting in my lobby. They all white. Oh, man. I was like, y'all live here? Yeah, yeah. Like, get your shit off. Now it's yo. my turn. Now it's my turn to get my... Yo, y'all live I said, here? y'all live here? Yeah. They looked at me in the strangest way. Like, they just didn't have to respond. Yeah. And I was like, dang, I understand now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I get it. Like, you just protective about your space and environment. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, when you're not really... You know what I'm saying? You... And, and most of the time, unfortunately, my... My friends who dibbled and dabbled in crime, they be screaming the loudest about injustice. I'm like, you are a criminal. (laughs) You don't have to pay taxes. You don't get to pull that card. (laughs) I do. They're they're not profiling you by accident. They know that you're fucking. But they catch me though. It's like, but you know you're a criminal. Absolutely. I get it. They cheating the game, but you should. Yeah, you know. You know you 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 can't be calling them. That's why you gotta buy six Bentleys. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there, you, there, there you go There you go Listen leave the six billies alone Get y'all good 401k Or oh, something please. like that It ain't just materialistic shit Nah 
as far as that perception. Mm-mm. I know a bunch of dudes just trying to fuck the most trash bitches ever just because that's the perception of what they think they should be on Instagram. Just like, give them $100. Like, <laughs> they selling pussy the for $100 same, The same still? way we think we should take joke. the advantage of the and go buy the Bentley. It's go, all right, let me go fuck the trash chick that everyone's fucked in the club because that's what I saw was the, the trophy. And it's like, dog. Our culture is so crazy, bro. This shit is crazy. <laughs> See, I ain't seen that. I'm like, dang, that's wild. I don't want to offend nobody. <laughs> I mean, it's the same It's the same thing as that. No, it's perception. wild. I'm, I'm it's a perception. Like, you think you find a fulfillment in some shit that's not really fulfilling. Yeah, yo, let me... Let it's me, not just materialistic shit. Since I'm the R&B shit. guy in the room, let me just say this. It's nothing more fulfilling than love, bro. Nothing. For nothing sure. more fulfilling than love? And love. Like, genuine It's the point love. of our existence. Like, will somebody love you for all of the... Good and bad of a person that you are, and that don't mean you a criminal or nothing. But it's just like we all got our things. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You might leave your socks on the floor. Somebody, I accept you. It's like mm-hmm. all right. That it's nothing more warm and fulfilling than that. That's more than I money. Way more demons more than, than everything. Socks on the floor. No, listen, we got demons over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the music. I'm gonna be like, yeah. No, when, I, when I was five, <laughs> like, no, listen. It, it's but as a person, things come with a human being, and when someone really loves you back, it's nothing like that. Like, and I feel like a lot of dudes, especially now in R and B, everybody hard. You're not hard, though. You wasn't mm-hmm. getting no girls. Number one, right? Well, that's number why they, two. That's you that's why they sing that way. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> that's why they sing that way. You had no shit. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's facts. Let's look at your tax statement. You had zero income, probably mm-hmm. most of you guys out there, and it's not no diss. It's not a no diss. Dish. It's a. It's a. It's and, a. And he was mad at Russ's yeah. delivery. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, I'm, I'm talking you, trash, but that's me. I just yeah. my life. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? Like if I had, if I had, if I wanted to get a girl, I'm gonna make you laugh so hard. I'm gonna charm you. Yeah. I wasn't just walking in nowhere and people be like, oh my God, look at him. Like, no, I'm a regular guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like when people get into the industry, they start feeling themselves a certain way. And then you gonna get humbled, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when you not that guy no more, you feel that when you sitting in your room, in your mansion, and they not talk about me no more. You think mm-hmm. I'm still hot? Mm-hmm. Yo, I don't know. My label told me they finna drop me, dog. I don't know. Yeah. And they cheated me anyway. I was, I heard, like, listen, Rory was saying about like how they be getting the money and like. <laughs> No, don't add me into I'm his infidelities. Saying, no, I'm just saying like this how people start thinking. No, I agree. When they make a bad decision, a lot of bad decisions, because we all make bad decisions, but it's mm-hmm. like when you just compile bad decision on bad decision. It's like, yo, you don't have to portray being hard with girls. You didn't get girls. That's okay. And it's clear. Most we every, can all identify. We all know. We know. And we know about a girl you with now versus the girls you was with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. by your first baby mother Your first baby mother And terrible. that's fine They first one be terrible You be like <laughs> Dang I be cracking up with my girl I'm like know, These, these, these they, they, they're seventh be Bad still <laughs> And they millionaires <laughs> They be bad But yeah. I think like For a lot of dudes Especially in the R&B space I can't speak on rappers And telling them to do nothing different But we gotta stop pretending And like even for the guys If you always got girls That's dope It's few of us uh, when I say us I'm not the guy Who was getting Hundreds of girls like, You was a virgin pre- Until you met your queen I was a virgin Until I met my girl Thank 100%. you 100% mm-hmm. Appreciate that you. So it's a few guys Yeah But let them be authentic That's my thing It's like Authenticity is dying 
people are not comfortable being them. Mm-hmm. Like, be comfortable being a nigga who didn't get no girls, mm-hmm. and now you do. Right. Respect those girls. Show them a good time because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Women are fun. Unless you don't like women in that way, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But if you do, it's cool. Have a good time. Go out to dinner. Every girl's not a whore. Mm-hmm. Every girl's not... You majority, know I mean? A majority of them are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even understand a lot of them. They're like, girls just throw their bodies at you? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think so. I don't <laughs> I know. So. Maybe they like me. It's like, even, or maybe you're, you're a star. Even the dudes with money and status. I'm like, yo, if you leave with just being yourself and then they find out you have money and status, they looking at you like, wait, what? Yeah. Hold on. He, like, was, wow. he was cool before he, was he cool said... Be- <laughs> Like wait, hold facts. on. Wait, hold on. But when He's you funny. leave with money, <laughs> when you leave with money, that's usually what you're gonna lose. And you look cool. That's what they're going money. after, yeah. Nobody cares about that's my thing. I'm trying to destroy the like looking cool or looking corny. You are who Just you be are. Yourself, yeah. Everybody got their advantages. If you play basketball and you can't dunk, you're gonna obviously lay it up. Mm-hmm. It's not many or you're gonna shoot. What mm-hmm. you gonna say? All he do is shoot. Mm-hmm. All he do is shoot. Yeah, I'm gonna drain you. <laughs> Buckets, like, so it's like if somebody got bread and that's their thing to get the shorty, yo, whatever she want, I'm gonna give it to her. That's not corny. It's corny if you do it because that's not you. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's corny. But that's what I'm saying. It's not you. So if I corny. ever hear you doing it, no, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, that's I, corny. I'm saying even if that's you, I think that's it's corny. not no corny. We we too far in and no, and no value evolution. and connection to that shit. But see, that's what I'm saying. What'd you, you, what'd you start with? This, you don't the whole understand. world is about love. No, but everybody's version of love is different. My version of love, that can't be mine. I don't want to try. I got too much love. trauma. I need to feel like you really same. love me. Like, I'm you the same love way. me. I'm the, you same, I'm the exact same way. I'm so transactional sensitive. love, I can do transactional fun. And I'm not even saying yeah, but not actual, yeah, like, yeah. Actual, I've never, yeah. not paid for sex, but I'm saying yeah, yeah. transactional. Like we <laughs> yeah, have, Don't incriminate yourself. Is that illegal? A lot of I've places. never done it. I'm just. <laughs> I mean, listen. But I'm saying transactional. I don't know the law. Black people don't know the law until you get locked up. Or until you like, get money. I couldn't. Do, I couldn't just take that hat. They said on display. You're like, no. <laughs> on display. You better call your parents to come pick you up. That's feeling. This is on display. <laughs> right. See, in my head, I was thinking the whole time. Like, I actually have a hat. For, that pink, for pink one yeah. is that's, fire. That's for you. I have a hoodie oh, for real? as well. That's for you. Yeah. I had my eye on that. Yeah, that's that's for you. I was going to ask. You know, church people, we ask for stuff. I have a, a hoodie for you <laughs> as well. Just take stuff. <laughs> we don't take it. We be like, oh, man, those are some nice sneakers you got. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think like, God want me to have Like them. ties and innocence. Um... <laughs> Anyways, this was a great episode. Damaris is going to kick <laughs> us out of here. <laughs> I love the fact that we sat here and spoke and mentioned nothing about the project you just put out. I told you, I just wanted to talk Listen, about that's going to do what it do. Yeah. I'm not concerned about but that. I'm trying to get your my music, image Love out. your craft. Love your art. I think you're super dope. I love the fact that you know who you Thank are. You. You're very self-aware. You're not trying to be nobody else. I dig all of this shit. This shit is super fly to you me. feel me? This cash cashmere, though. Oh, no, I Shout see out. you. No, no, I, see I, a, a, a black designer. My guy, Worrell. Warrell, nice. Puzzle. Yeah, that's, that's a good knit. Warrell, I'm sorry. Warrell. Good, good pins on there. I see you. I he see nice how you putting it. it together. It's about yeah. accessories. Yeah. yeah, men. No, men got to figure out accessories. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we don't know how to accessorize. We're good with pins yeah. though. Yeah. Pins yeah. should be men's accessories. I feel like. But I think every man just gotta do your vibe. Whatever your vibe is, yeah, it will always be authentic. Mm-hmm. Like if I would, this wasn't my vibe, my girl would like me because she'd be like, "You're not being you." Right. If she see me, she like. Oh, yeah, babe, that's you. You, you got a good I one. I like that. I've, 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 I've got a great one. I've definitely been there. <laughs> 
Cause that's the best part about having like a girl that's really your girl. How hard did You'll she shake your hand? You'll walk out and be hand? like, "Yo, did yeah, she shake your hand you. hard or soft? Like, did she?" Well, I'm, I'm listen, baby. I'm, 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 uh, I'm testing. Nah, I'm, just I'm in the I'm middle just, of. A, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm in a weird transitional <laughs> time in my life. Don't worry uh, about it. We ain't even gotta go. <laughs> with that said, just let yes, it go. It's amazing when you have a partner, <laughs> yeah, 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 male, female, whatever, that will be like, "Hey, that's not you. Take that. That shit may look cool to somebody else." <laughs> That ain't you. You Take look stupid off. as you fuck. Look nuts. Yeah, you look stupid as fuck. That's when you know y'all in love. Like you look stupid. Take that shit off. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, man, I'm I'm just. It's a pleasure to meet you, man. Bless, I'm a fan. Man. I love I love what you're doing. Thank you. Um, and we got a hoodie for you. We got a hat for you. Let's go. I like free stuff. Yeah, yeah man. I, I don't need six Bentleys. No, you rich. No, you got cash app. Who told you I was rich? You. I mean, every I, seven minutes. I, I implied. I never said that. I'm not allegedly. the police. I'm not. I'm not a nerd. Theme I don't of, tell. Theme of this entire episode. Allegedly. Any allegedly. tours coming up soon? Shows? Um, no. I actually just finished my tour, um, like last month. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a vibe. Yeah. You know? I think I'm going to Asia like in a couple months. That's fine. Okay. In Spain, somewhere. It's like a that. big continent. Listen, you man. said it like you was you was going to Cleveland. No, because I'm going to multiple <laughs> places in Asia. Okay, so it's kind of I can't say like eat. Well, I could, but I don't. That's like you got merch. I'm going to the world. Yeah, you man. look like you had some fire ass merch. I got merch. fire merch, and I'm always getting better. Like I'm trying to actually build my brand to like where eventually these kind of things that I like come up with. If you start giving, I'll be able cash to sell Cardigans, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna no, 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 they're not getting cash. You gonna pay oh, the cash? We got to start talking like about that money a little more. My guy told me he gave me the price for it. I said, merch. Merch. sweaters, like, wait, hold on. I up, said, is that is that like the rush order price or is like the the normal price? No, He's no. like, it's cash fair, baby. Yeah, that's the price. That's the price. I said, damn, no. You know what? I ain't gonna ask for a discount because I don't like when people ask me for one. Listen, right. so, I was putting together the merch shit for the album, and I wanted to do this, <laughs> this nice ass fleece, like a real fucking fleece. And do I was it. like, I only do like I do like fifty of them, whatever. Yeah. I saw that price. <laughs> you do it, even to break even. <laughs> I was like, yo, our listeners pay like twenty five for a t shirt. They yeah. not buying this two hundred fifty dollars no. fleece. <laughs> no, but they are though. The Some people will. The consumer the consumer market is is different. No, now, it's bro. quality, but it, I just couldn't. That Sometimes it's a risk, somebody, though. It's, it a risk. it's always a risk. Because it's like, dang, if I got this shirt that I paid what X amount for, and the margins are better, it's mm-hmm. like, cool. So if they end up sitting for a little while, it's fine. Yeah, it's but whatever. you spend a hundred grand on like 40 Bullshit. jackets, yeah. you're like, dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now then you I like, have well, to sell these. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, exactly. it's not an option. Then you sell you selling them with CDs like the Bulls in New York. They'd be like, yo, mm-hmm. I got these CDs. <laughs> you like, yo, you like hip hop? I got yo, these jackets. You like leather jackets that are expensive? <laughs> Listen, I'll take anything Bitcoin, Cash App, whatever. Well, this, this was good. I was going to get to uh, the record you and I had, but we could save that. Yeah, yeah let's save it to when you're actually going to put it out. Don't do that. No, no I'm saying. No, not feel judged. I've been, hurt. Sit- I've been sitting on that. I've been like, oh my God, I've been wanting it to come out, bro. And I really like, you like the well, song too? Well, it's a vibe. Everything we talked about with the label situation, I had to get out of. I didn't want to waste yeah. that shit. Now we'll make more money. <laughs> listen, listen, if you creative, be one side creative, one side the money. Yes, we'll make. <laughs> You're going to be fine. I so promise happy you. we sat on this record. <laughs> but it's a good record. It's anyways, a great record. Yeah. Maul, you're, you're good at outros. I'm not. Um, no, just thank Pink Bye. Sweats for coming through, man. Do I have to call you Pink Sweats? Can I just call you like... You can just call me Pink or Sweats. Pink? Whatever, I don't want to call you Pink. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a Pink. You call me Sweats? Sweats? people call me Sweats. Yeah. I'll call you Sweats from now on. Sweats. Sweats. We don't tell, don't appreciate you coming know. through, man. No, it's, it's with an say. S, though. It's a, it's, well, it's a dollar sign. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Listen, Keith Sweat is the OG. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Appreciate you coming through, man. 
Appreciate y'all, man. <laughs>